All right. It's the MBM Podcast. And I know everybody was probably sitting there thinking, how much of this song is he going to let play? But it worked <laughs> totally to my advantage because I ended up having to turn a light off and move around and everything like that. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I better come in because if I don't, I'm going to end up listening to the entire song. <laughs> and listen to the lights down low. <laughs> right, well, well, you know, the worst part is, is uh, I'll, I'll see if I can send you a picture of how I'm like, where, like what it looks like when I sit down here. <clears throat> Cause it's normally pretty dark. Even like, even when I like uh video, uh, conversate, like, con- like, blah, 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 blah. like have video with who I'm interviewing or if I'm doing like the podcast with Tim or something like that, it's the lights are like low in the basement. It's kind of like that. Yeah. Don't walk over there. Cause you're going to stumble and trip over something. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I'm back. It's uh, of course the MVM podcast. I am here again with another show that's two in one month. Be careful, I might get on a streak and keep doing this every two weeks. It's going to work great. Yay! I'm super excited. Um, I got a great guest tonight. I'm sure some of you uh, might have recognized his voice already, and if you pay attention to Facebook, you already know who it is, uh, but it's our good friend, Chris Vieira. All right. The, 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 the man who has been able to experience ketchup chips. Yes, and they're awesome. See? It was funny because you sent those to me right when I started my diet, so I had to postpone my diet until all 40 <laughs> and a half chips were gone. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, at least we sent it to you right as it was supposed to start and not uh, like three weeks in. Right? No, that was perfect. I'm like, I could postpone this for a little bit. <laughs> What's another week or two? Crap. Yeah. Yeah, a week or two. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. A couple days. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, two or three days for 47 and a half bags of chips. <laughs> right? Yes. I may have had an issue. <laughs> They're so good, though. They're so good. They are good. They're, very, they're delicious and it's crazy. Like I still look for them here in my local shopping stores and I, I don't see them. So I just kind of. That's a special treat that you guys have in the Great White Frozen Tundra. So, well, I, I've got some mediocrely great news then for you. Um, huh? Yours truly, <laughs> at some point in 2018, is making a trip to the wonderful state of California. Oh yeah, what so, for? RC or? Um, it's uh, adult getaway for me and my wife slash RC mania. And where are you guys heading? Uh. All over the place. I know there's plans to either hit up OCRC or SDRC. There's plans to try and go crawl one night. Um, we're we're doing the no prep drag racing. I'm bringing my car with a whole bundle of hate to take as take much money the, as I can. Take down Tim Smith. Yeah. I, I doubt I'll be able to take down Tim because, you know, Tim, don't get me wrong. Tim has helped me tremendously and he's given me a lot of those, you know, those conversations of this stays here kind of conversation. And yes, but you have to sign out like mentally. Well, but to get in your head, I don't. I, <laughs> listen, I love Tim to death. I really do. He's he's really truly become a really close friend of mine because of this crazy podcasting stuff. But I don't think uh-huh. he's told me everything. I, <laughs> what you need to do is show up with a tuxedo with ruffly undershirt, like fluorescent blue or orange, <laughs> and that'll just put him back on his rocker. Yeah. And you got it. I got an orange mask that he absolutely hates. That would do that. Perfect. That with the tuxedo and the fluffy shirt underneath the flurly shirt. Oh, man. Yeah. You're, you're good to go. So there's definitely lots of plans to do lots of RC stuff, plus some uh, more adult oriented things. Because Tim told the story about going to a, uh, on like this wine tour thing and a paint night. And of course, I listened to that podcast while we were 
traveling, so she got to hear the whole thing. She kind of looked at him. She goes, huh, I guess we're going to try and do that when we're in California, aren't we? So the good news is Tim knew that was coming, so he's already trying to make plans for it, so it's great. Well, that's awesome because he lives like – I could probably uh, get to his house within like seven minutes from my house. Wow. So you guys are all like – there's a bunch of you in a small area. And you know what? We never hang out. I try to get that guy to go crawling with me, and he just says no. <laughs> I think his I, – I think drag racing is life right now for him. It is, but once he posts a picture of a crawler, I'm like, hey, Tim, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, where are you going? And I, I PM him or call him. I'm like, hey, dude, this is where we're going. Like, yeah, and then he doesn't show up. I feel so let down, like he doesn't like me. But, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure he's busy going straight really fast. You know, that's what he does. So. Hey, that's hard, too, you know. Oh, yeah. Like, I oh, really, yeah. really have experienced that this year. Yeah. I watched a lot of your videos. It was awesome to see the, uh, the uh, evolution of pretty much traction turning to the left, traction hooking to the right. You know, and then finally getting to go straight and then going fast going straight. That's awesome. Yeah, it was, like I said, it, it's, yeah, it's still pretty well. <laughs> I look up at that car all the time and, and I'll like, man, I like the winter. I truly do. I get to experience it and have a good winter here where I can ice fish, you know, ride snowmobiles, do all kinds of crazy stuff like that. But this is the first year where like winter's about to get here and I'm kind of like, mm, can we just get through this as quick as possible, please? Well, don't you guys race indoors? Like, well, yeah, the but, but I can't drag race indoors. Why not? It's only 132 feet. Well, it's closer to, in reality, needing like 400. Because it takes <laughs> just about as much room to slow down. Put a bunch of pillows by the door <laughs> and aim for the pillows. We may or may not have been talking about that already in the place where we hold our, <laughs> hold our spring fling. So it could, it could be entertaining. But so I, You could like sort it up like eighth mile drag racing, right? Well, that's the other thing I've kind of looked at because I got a couple of places very close to my house that are pretty good for eighth mile. Um, uh-huh. But I want to kind of master and figure out how fast I can get my car in the simulated quarter first. So that way, when I do go somewhere that does, you know, like scale down true drag racing, I have stuff for my car to do quarter mile. I don't want to end up like these guys that drag race eighth mile all the time. And then they go to a quarter mile strip and it's like, oh, I got the wrong gears in it. It's like, well, yeah, they're out to lunch. Well, like, yeah. Why? Like, you knew you were going to go to quarter mile. Like, that's not being prepared. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But so, yeah, we're going to do lots of RC talk, just like this on this episode. Um, Which is awesome, because I have some fun stuff I want to talk about. Oh, I can't wait. See, I love it. I love it. And I, and I know you keep a finger on on the pulse of RC, and you see what's going on all, all over, not only in just off-road racing, but crawling and all these other segments. And it's always fun to talk to somebody that has that broad of a spectrum uh, on RC and they aren't just limited to, you know, uh, dirt oval off-road or off-road racing or on-road, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Oh yeah. Let's, let's have a blast. We will. (laughs) We definitely will. So a few things to cover with me. What's new is I have corner scales. Okay. Which you got, which brand did you get? The sky RC ones, the same ones that like everybody has. Okay, so do you, have you checked each scale with the same weight corner per corner per corner? I have not. Uh, funny you say that. I'm actually ordering the 2,000-gram calibrating weight today because <laughs> I wanted to that. have it. Before yeah. you do anything, do that. Deflection is so bad because they're so small. So getting the, the, the weights equal on all four corners and then trying to do cross weights or nose weights or left side weights and stuff like that is very, very uh, – critical when you have good scales and when you have scales that are bad 
and you're the only one that uses them, it's kind of like, you know, I use them, so I'm no, these are my numbers. But when you put them on somebody else's scales, you're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, – scales are awesome. I've been cornerweighing my RC cars for a long, long time. It was a, it was a go-kart thing that I kind of – I started doing. And uh, putting a short course – like a four-wheel drive short course truck on a set of scales will blow your mind. Oh, it I is, could just imagine – <laughs> there is, there is like when I first put a truck on, I was like, "There's, there's no way this thing should be working the way it does because the weights <laughs> were so far off." You know. <laughs> See, so. I wish I kind of wish now I would have had my SC10 four x four still, mm-hmm. so I could have put it on the corner scales to see how it was. Yes. Would've... Yeah, it would have been it beneficial, definitely beneficial. So, well, I'm I've... sure you're gonna. More and more and more. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I've seen a lot of people doing it, and I wanted it mostly for the drag racing more than anything. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because if the car's square and and right side, left to right, then I don't have to worry about a weight pulling it left or right on me. Um, yes. So that's why I originally ordered them. But, of course, I've ordered them, and, you know, they sat on the countertop for three, four days. And finally, the other night, I said, well, I'm going to put that Tekken motor that Gen 3 spec R motor in my Yokomoto tryout. Because um, right at that time, I didn't have a motor, which I'll tell you guys about why I didn't have a motor in it right after I finished it. So, you know what I mean? I put it on there, put the pinion in it, da-da-da-da, set it on the scales, and lo and behold, uh, at first I was 108 grams light for being minimum wow. light. Wow. And now for I run, stock. Yes, for a stock buggy. Now, I've done nothing to the car. I have added one piece of aluminum and replaced a plastic piece. Uh, but other than that, nothing's done to the car. It's got the ball diff in it that comes with it. It's the Yokoma YZ2, YZ2 DTM edition. Um, and I've done nothing to it. There's no shorty servo in it. It's standard length servo, modern RC4 three-wire, uh, my laps in it, um, a standard 4250 um, shorty lipo in it. So like I said, nothing crazy, right? So I got a lovely package from factory RC with a bunch of parts for their cars, uh, for the, the YZ two anyway. Um, so I decided to change the battery strap. So that's where I ended up getting it up to, I think it was like 1395. So I'm 104 grams off. Um, Yeah. So you keep putting this, you're putting the weight on it. Make sure you put the weight low. Oh yeah. My, my whole plan now is to go to like uh, Home Depot or Lowe's and get like a sheet of uh, sheet metal. And I'm, oh, I don't even want to think about it because it's so much work I'm creating for myself, but I'm going to end up cutting out a piece that actually go under all my electronics uh, and servo. So that Ooh. way it's right along the bottom of the chassis as low as I can get it. And that means I'm taking a ton of stuff out of it, and I really have no time to do it. Why don't you just buy like the bat, the brass battery plates? Like I know that a bunch of people make them for like the B6 and stuff. Well, because the problem is they won't be here. Yokomo does make uh, make them, uh-huh. but I just I won't have them by Saturday. Yeah, they're too busy winning world championships. Yeah, I know, I know. Which is one of the things we're definitely going to be talking about. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Perfect timing for it too, and everything. Um, yes, but yeah, so that's where I stand with that. Uh, I haven't looked today other than earlier to see if there was a rescheduled arrival date for the YZ four SFs. Um, but from my understanding, actually all of the guys racing in the worlds are running production kits 
for their YZ4s. Nice. So that's a good thing. And, you know, I never put two and two together back when I seen the release date for the YZ4 mm-hmm. SF. But then it's like, oh, that was clever. So, you mean they, they showed up to the race with a production kit and what the racing has been modified since they got there and got to do work on them, right? Well, yeah, but what, <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that, that if the team drivers at that level are getting production kits, that means they're having... <laughs> They, they hopefully haven't experienced any delays as to why the kits won't make it to market on time. Oh, yeah. Well, that's good. That's good, then. And, of course, thank God Great Plains is not a distributor for them. Oh, man. <laughs> we can talk about that. <laughs> well, we certainly can because I had a good rant about it on the last show because I got the brunt end of that stick. Oh, no. Which is why there's a YZ4SF on its way oh. to me instead. But, okay, so, yes, let's go back to World Champions in Yokomo. <laughs> Mayfield finally, finally gets himself a world title in two-wheel drive, 10-scale buggy. Uh, so congratulations uh-huh. to Ryan Mayfield. Um, of course, he brings the world title to MKSM and Yokomo. I'm, of course, fond of both brands. Uh, so that's great. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I put a post up today, actually, about it congratulating him because, uh, you know, I've made no, no... I've not been very reserved about how I feel about him. Um, I get that persona from the internet, of course, that he's, uh, you know, not great. And then he's had some stuff, but at the same time, you know what? I, I'm guilty too. I've, I've done some, so here's, I've done some things. I would love to be able to talk about Ryan Mayfield. If if you'll let me give a little bit of a insight. So, um, I thought the same, man, that guy is just, is very unapproachable and and doesn't seem like he's super friendly. But you have to understand, when he's at the races, he's earning his paycheck. So the better he does, you know, he gets paid. So I was at a race at AMS in Coleman, Alabama, and Ryan was there. He'd ran really good. And after the races, we all went to the Awful House, which is uh, a, a waffle place. And uh, they came in, him and Jason and uh, John Piant and a couple other guys were there with us and just a like when you talk to him outside the element, he's a really nice guy. Yeah. But when he's at the track, he's just that's my focus. I'm here to do one thing, and that's what he does. He goes out and drives 145 percent, and you know tries to do as, as good as he can. So, you know, so after things, you want to hear where where my perspective on him changed? Okay. And and he, hear me out on this one because maybe maybe you'll see what I'm talking about. You know how when people genuinely laugh. Mm-hmm. I have this weird suspicion or feeling that when somebody genuinely laughs at something that is funny, that they're not, that they have the, uh, almost an inability to really be a bad person, like, you know, unpersonable. Because to me, it's the people that don't laugh at something that's blatantly funny are the people that may not be, uh, what's like approachable slash sociable. You get what I mean? Like, you kind of know where I'm going with that. Yeah. So what did it for me was when the whole JQ too big fuel tank scenario happened that was live streamed on Facebook Live through Kenny Johnson. <laughs> Listening to Ryan laugh at that point, it was kind of like, okay, hang on. There's no way a guy that laughs that hard at something like that and that genuinely that can be a bad person. So it's one of those 
again, same with JQ. Like I didn't really like him because of the internet persona, but the more he's done some of his live uh, vlogs and stuff like that, it's been a little bit better to understand him. And I think there's there's a very, and I know this for a fact, that there's a very lost, uh, you lose something in the fact that he's um, not from you know North America, that some of the mannerisms uh-huh. we're so used to, you you don't get those from normally over on that side. You, you know what I mean? Because uh-huh. I have family from over there, and it's just there's sometimes there's things that are lost. They look at me sometimes when I say stuff, and they're kind of like, "Are you okay? Like <laughs> you look like you're having a like a heart attack or something." So you you know what I mean? So I think there's a lot of stuff. Maybe some of the sarcasm is lost in that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, different types of humor. That's that's what it is. You know and and the way, you know, JQ, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. Next subject. Let's, okay. Let's Moving along. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris, actually, I want to ask you what you've been up to lately, because, of course, the last time, not the last time, the very first time we had you on, you were the team manager at DE Racing at the time. And, yes. you know, since then, obviously, you've moved on to some other stuff. So what do you got going on in, in the RC world right now? Okay. So um, actively RC-wise, I, I own my own. RC company called Incline RC, which is a rock crawling, rock racing based company. And uh, it's kind of like a, a one stop shop where you show up, you, you drop off a car, you tell me what you want, and when you get it, it's what you want. So, like a like an OCC or West Coast Choppers kind of thing. So, oh, that's um, cool. <laughs> it, it's very cool. And I'm very privileged to be able to do it. And, and crawling kind of started out with something like a, my buddy said, Hey, you want to get a crawler? My buddy Jeremy Hayes said, Hey, let's get a crawler. And I'm like, yeah, he's like, yeah. I said, well, I'll get one if you get one, and and it, and it's kind of snowballed from there. And it's been like almost a year exactly now that I've had a crawler. But to be where I'm at now with the the, the builds and all that fun stuff is is really cool. And uh, of course, I'm still um, I have a nine to five job, and uh, I'm I'm at DE, but I'm not at DE, so to say. So yeah. like, uh, I'm I'm at the the mothership still, so that's good, and. Uh, and uh, other than that, been a uh, go kart racing a ton, and uh, you know we went to. Uh, I've been uh, racing go kart since I was like 14 years old. So this year, I was with uh, some great friends, and we went and traveled and went to the Grand Nationals here in Phoenix, Arizona, and we had a top 10 finish, which was super awesome. You know, out of uh, 33 cars entered, we had the smallest motor, uh, and uh, that was pretty awesome as well. But uh, mainly, uh, just you know, having fun doing my thing. So right on. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I love following your Facebook um, for, <laughs> for whatever reason, your, your stuff always comes up in my timeline. Like, you know, you have friends and you always see stuff from them. And then there's other friends when you never see stuff from them, even though, you know, yeah. they post all the time. Like you're, you're, you somehow you've moved into like my Facebook realm. So every time I'm scrolling, it's, it's like, Oh, it's taco Tuesday. Damn you, Chris keep scrolling, you know, like, uh, uh, okay. And then, so all the carding stuff, yeah, I was following that along and that's, that's, I love that kind of stuff. I wish there was more stuff like that around my area. Um, but yeah, like I know carton's near and dear to your heart. So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. But you know, just have fun. The, the, the traveling, going to the races is so serious and so gung ho. And, and you're, you're, you're on, on kill the whole time, you know, with my RC stuff now, I meet a whole different group of people, and uh, you know it—that's it, a good part—is meeting new people and getting new people into the hobby and going out on the rocks with these new people. Excuse me, 
and uh, and uh, having a good time. You know, that's why we got into RC racing in, or RC cars in the first place because it was cool. You know, this is something different and neat. So to be able to uh, have have that now where I'm going out and uh, you know just getting out walking around and 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 seeing cool sights and and like I said, the people are super awesome. You know, the, the races are awesome too. Don't get me wrong. But this laid back atmosphere of people that just enjoy the hobby and 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 they're excited about new releases and and want to have you know a good time. That that's pretty cool. So did you? So speaking of new releases, did you see the newest one from Axial? The new Jeep? Yeah, I've seen it. Yes, I have. And uh, Axial does a great job at what they're doing. You know, to uh, to to. To have the Axial Fest where there's 3,000 people there that are all crawlers with all Axial vehicles is insane. Isn't it? <laughs> nobody, isn't it? Nobody can do that. And they do it. And and people are excited about their new releases. And you look at any other RC company that, that is on in, in, in the limelight right now, like who can generate that kind of freaking interest with a new release? You know, it's, it's insane. Like the crawler guys are, are like wanting it. Like I need it now. And it's like – it's like a drug. Yeah, totally know it. <laughs> totally know it. You know what? Actually, where is it? Before I forget, because see, I forgot on the last show, and I got kill. Yeah, he'll hang me if I forget a second. Time. So I got a, a message. Huh? I got, well, there's a question that I want to talk about. Okay. And I just I gotta find it. Hang on. I'm sorry. <laughs> totally unprepared for this. All good. Is that a burp? No, that was me doing the <laughs> kind of, but really half-assedly. Well, it's okay. My wife brought me dinner while I'm sitting here talking to you. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So yesterday was Taco Tuesday. Tonight's Taco Wednesday. So <laughs> oh, no, double Taco Days. That's awesome. Yeah, I agree. I agree, and uh, hoping for Taco Thursday tomorrow. So yeah, okay. So here it is. It it, it has to do with local hobby shops. So this is. This is what I want to want to know what your opinion on. He goes, why do people seem to always call hobby shops or or send them messages? Because, of course, now with Facebook, right, you can send most hobby shops messages through Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they'll ask about a price. Mm-hmm. Then when the hobby shop guy comes back and, you know, gives them either a close price to internet pricing or even maybe below it. But they say, but I have to order it for you. And then they they say, well, but I can get it for this much online. And then, yeah. and then they go online. Like, why? Why do you think to to? Why do you think that's become such a problem? It's not a problem. It's just become the regular, the expectation. Everybody wants to get the lowest price. They don't realize that the convenience of having that hobby shop or that hobby shop slash track, and you're not supporting those. When you go and buy stuff online, when you buy these parts to take your cars to that same facility later on, it's going to be gone because you went and bought somewhere else. Yeah. See, I I under I'm more understanding of that now. Partially because, you know, Casey and I have become friends over the years and stuff like that and you know, as obviously trying to be a good friend, you want to always see your friends do well, so if you can support them in any way that without going to, you know what I mean, outside of your realm of having to do things, why not? Yes. So I understand it. I always go to Casey for all my parts and stuff like that. And of course, you know, I have wonderful companies that support the podcast that, you know, help me afford to do it. So he knows that. So he knows I get 
certain things from certain places because of the cost, right? Like, yes, I want to travel more. You know, I want to come out to California and spend a bunch of time with you guys and and do a bunch of crazy stuff in in California. Uh-huh. I cannot wait to go. It's going to be great. Yes. But, so I get that. So I I kind of like wanted to ask because he was kind of you know what I mean. He he gets the messages all the time because he runs a hobby shop. Mm-hmm. You know, so and he's always dealing with that. And then yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's nice to save money. Everybody wants to save money, right? So, but both my kits have been cheaper through him. Yeah, maybe like, he understands, or or uh, you know, people that, that look all they do is look on online. So when they when they call the shop, they don't realize, you know. Yeah, I don't it's know. The same. Just one of those so. things. Yeah. So. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> tried to kind of work that in there and it just didn't go quite as the way I wanted it to because I spent 10 minutes looking for it but <laughs> yeah. well it, it you know after after traveling and, and and seeing seeing all the races I did across the country I tried to buy something from every shop that I went to just whether they you know whether it was a set of wheels or stickers or you know just just something because if you don't, they're going to be gone, and you're going to miss it when you have that that urge to just impulse buy one day. And yeah, I'm kind of glad for that one reason. I don't have one here in my town. Man, <laughs> that would be really bad. Yes. So. Yeah, it's uh. Yeah, I, I I wish more people would do it. I wish there were just more hobby shops and. You know, going into that whole Great Plains thing, you know, I, I really wish distributors would not put a bunch of hobby shops in a position to kind of tell their customers, sorry, I can't get you that. But, you know, A-Main has them. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I was a direct result. My my, I didn't get an EB-410. I would be waiting like everybody else that didn't get one out of the first batch because if I w- decided to, to go that route, but I decided not to. So it's just, yeah, it's... I, I don't get it. And, and that kind of leads me into asking you, like, where do you, how do you see the RC in like financially right now? Like I know it's a lot of people I've said it before that I think it's getting more and more popular, but do you think it is, or do you think it's kind of floating? Remember, remember when I said Axial Fest had 3000 people? Yeah. So <laughs> everybody there has paid for their stuff and there's not a lot of sponsored guys there to sort of say that are, are getting the, the freebies or the, the discounted prices. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, the, the hobby, hobby side of the industry is, is booming. The racing side is on a decline. It, it's not because people don't like to do it, but to go to the track and have a new set of tires on your eight scale buggy, every run or, or, or stuff like that, it, it kind of hurts you. And then all, like around here, we have a lot of tracks that are stacking races on top of each other. So it hurts the tracks and, uh, it's just overall, it like if they, everybody could work together. I know it's hard because everybody wants to keep the doors open by having races every weekend, but you have to work together. If you're going to have a series at your track, you know, kind of kind of look ahead or or ask around and uh, work together with other tracks. Invite them to come. Maybe give those guys that own the other tracks a discounted rate or something to show up and and uh, support your track when you go to their track when they have their series race. So. Yeah, well, I've noticed, um, like, there, there's two track. like, I race at, uh, in the winter, in St. Ignace, at, 
It's called the EUPRC. Um, it's put on by a group of people and, you know, Casey who owns Casey Hobbies and Toys in mm-hmm. St. Ignace. He, you know, runs the club and makes sure that everything kind of keeps moving forward for it. But so I race down there. But another two and a half hours down the, the interstate from him is another kind of setup on the weekend race tear down track called the hardwoods in Ithaca, Michigan. And those two guys have worked together to not overlap each other. Casey normally through the whole winter season would have his races every third Saturday. Uh, but he only did that up till January and then January, February, March, he's doing it the second Saturday because hardwoods is having three different trophy races on those, those three months on the third Saturday. So it was really nice to see them kind of work the schedule together because Casey and, and I'm sure Kevin realized that a lot of the same racers they get race at both tracks. So kind of optimize everything. So I, I'm glad it's going on here. <laughs> I'm really glad for that. That's awesome. And for, for those tracks to be that far apart and working together is an insane good. Like, you know, we have tracks that are even closer that won't work together. So I don't like understand that. <laughs> Come out and spend some time with us. You'll see. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm not going to lie. I've been saying for a little while now, I think, A, I was born in the wrong country and definitely on the wrong coast. Like, I just, yeah, I, I don't know. I want to be West Coast all of a sudden. There seems to be so much more going on over there. There is. We have a lot of stuff going on hobby-wise with uh, indoor electric racing, and, and we still have plenty of good nitro tracks that are open and running and Fifth scale is starting to take off, which is awesome. Drag racing is taking off. Crawling is huge. I mean, drifting, RC drifting is like another segment that nobody talks about, but it's so solid, you know? It's so fun. So fun. Yeah, I've, I've seen some video uh, of it, and it's, it's yeah. I got to stay off YouTube and discovering more RC driving things that I can do, because it's already bad enough. It's drag racing. Now I want to build an oval car. Now, you know, it's, <laughs> I got to slow down. Like we have the gamut out here, you know, on the West coast, we have some nice dirt oval tracks as well. Um, we have hot rods, um, Papa Lou's, a main raceway in Bakersfield. And now the Bakersfield karting experience is putting in a dirt oval and they, ha- uh, have an indoor facility, which is really nice. So, holy, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to come out to California. I'm hoping to club race at SDRC and OCRC if we can somehow pull it off. Well, you let me know when you're coming out to SDRC. Uh, Travis Brock, the owner, is a great friend of mine. I'll make sure he gives you the first-class treatment. Yeah, I've been I've, I've talked to Travis a little bit on uh, on Facebook there, and uh, he actually he was on one of my Facebook live videos and. Um, I was looking for a hat to wear and he goes, an SDRC hat would, and of course I was done. I messaged him I'm like, do you got any hats? He goes, no. He's like, but it would be pretty sweet. I'm going, damn it. Like you're killing me, man. Yeah, no, I'm sure he's working on it. He's done a great job with Facility. Um, the previous owner, Scott Bergen did a great job as well, but you know, Travis is, is doing a great job of, of having a great program going down there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and, yeah, I, I see him pop up all the time on Facebook Live there when he's at the shop. And, you know, I know he did re- Racer Appreciation Day there uh, not too long ago. So, he, uh, yeah, he, he, from my understanding, he's he's got a damn good facility underneath him and he's doing a great job uh, keeping it like that and, and making it better. So, that's, uh, yeah, that's awesome. So, I'm, I'm hoping yeah. to check out both yeah. places though, because then I can say I've, I've raced on both. Oh, yeah, bring your car down. 
we have some uh, fast guys down here. So, well, the good news is I got John and Jonathan Schultz to give me a hand, so I know I'll be set for whatever tire I might need for those tracks. Because I will, mm-hmm. I'll show up with foam tires if they let me. <laughs> nope. I know they wouldn't work, but I would. No. You know what I mean? So the I'm I'm glad I got a couple of guys that, you know, race a lot on that kind of surface and, and know it so they can help me out with setup and stuff like that. Cause I'm sending all my cars. Both my Yeah, those both are... my, what? No, yeah, both my uh Yokomos will be heading that way and of course my drag car, so I'll have all my stuff. Nice. Nice. I like it. Yeah, I can't wait. It'll be a great time. Is you coming down time or winter time? Uh, it'll probably kind of. I it'll be either late spring, or it'll be, yeah, it'll be late spring. Or I really hate to say it, but maybe the end of August. Ugh. Which is not bad. No, because we're supposed to be going to Hawaii now for an anniversary in September. What? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. You bringing your car there? No. I don't know huh. if there's anywhere to go and do that. I should though, maybe right. Yeah, reach out. Should I should I bring in? Reach. Should I do another Vegas? That brings me to another thing. Have you seen <laughs> the news out of Vegas about the track closing? Yeah, you know I'm. So I got a whole ration of crap. A whole the ration of crap. Curse. The eight scale world's curse. Look at the last three eight scale world's tracks. Off road worlds have shut down. Yeah, hey, Frig. I didn't realize that. Yes, that's what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We'll get to that part. But <laughs> yeah, definitely. See, I didn't realize that. We definitely got to talk about that in a second then. But yes. what, what I was saying is like, I took a ton of crap from my wife and all of our friends. And they all looked at my wife like, you're letting him bring one of those things with him? And I looked mm-hmm. at everybody I'm like, right i'm bringing those with me are you kidding me i'm going all the way to las vegas where there's this awesome outdoor track and i'm not gonna go run my car on it get out of here <laughs> get yes. it get it so you know i'm i'm super stoked to say that i got a chance to drive on you know at rc tracks las vegas and like i said it was a just an amazing facility mm-hmm. but yeah like it's just it's gone just poof yes yep gone and then of course i found out more information about you know uh ownership stuff and you know i I don't know a lot about it i know what's been put on facebook and i know there's been a little bit of back and forth and i can tell there's some definite definite tension uh between you saw that between say yeah yeah because you know I've, i've obviously been friends with chris since i went to rc tracks las vegas right i added him on facebook so you know i've always kind of seen that and then all of a sudden i seen just everything kind of stop like he wasn't posting about the track anymore and, and then you know the announcement comes out that the track's closed and the facility's being sold and this is happening blah blah blah, blah. and then you know you see chris's post kind of telling everybody what the deal was because i'm sure he just got hammered with questions from everybody about what was going on um so yeah just wow that kind of sucks it does suck, but that location you have to admit was pretty insane. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't amazing. I will say it wasn't very far off the strip. Yes, um, like you could literally take the the deuce and all the buses that go down on the strip. They all turn around and go to a depot that was right behind it. So it was okay there, but yeah, right beside the the airport and pretty much isolated from everything because that that was the biggest thing like you were you weren't too far away but you were just far enough away mm-hmm. you know what i mean so yeah it was a nice facility 
I enjoyed it when I was there. Beautiful. But it's gone. It's good, you know, a great, great facility. So, so the, the it's the eight scale world's curse. So, so tell me about this. Cause this is the first I've heard of it. They were talking about it on Facebook that, you know, the, the, was it IBR Padova, the one in Italy? I think so. Yeah. Remember that one? Eight scale worlds shut down. It was closed pretty much before they showed up. They opened it up for the worlds, did the track shut down. And then I believe the last world before that was in Brazil and shut down as well. So, um, yeah. So what do you, what do you think? Do you think it's just like, I, I honestly, I'm not a big believer of superstitions or anything like that. So I don't think the fact that it was the eight scale, I know that to everybody it screams it, but do you think it's just like, that's it? It's like that one and done, like it's that big race. And then everybody kind of just goes away. Cause I kind of know what that feeling's like. Mm-hmm. You know, because a friend of mine, uh, he come and visited from British Columbia. He used to live here where I live in Ontario. Um, and he mm-hmm. came home last summer. And we had this amazing thing because he does like an internet uh, radio channel, like uh, rock channel. Okay. And so he did did these things called Rated Rymans where it was kind of like live video broadcast on the station, um, like chat room kind of show radio show and we did one at my place over a couple of days called it the basement bash and literally for i think like two months after it like he did just regular no extravagant programming he played music on the station kind of you know said we're taking a break because it seemed like it was such a big huge event Mm -hmm. and it was like you know i mean the pinnacle or whatever you want to call it and then just yeah i mean look at vegas the the most highly attended Eight scale off road, I think any off world championship event ever put on. And now look where they're at. There's not nothing to do with the ownership. You know, stuff happens. I'm not trying to say, you know, this is what happened or this will happen, but man, to have that many people there just to spectate, you know, and well, now and that's it. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm. Well, crazy. It's, like, yeah, see, I didn't even know that, man. Now you got me looking at all ton stuff about that. I have to. <laughs> I'm going to have to do some research. Yeah. Where did it go? It's, uh, it's crazy because they say eight scale off, off-road is the pinnacle of, of RC, RC racing. You know, it's like supercross. Right, and, uh, right. you know, now to have these, these last couple of tracks, just we're done. I know it, it's got to cost a lot of money for the track owners to put on an event like this. I mean, just looking at all the pictures and video from Vegas and, and from Italy with all the, uh, you know, the, everything they had there set up for the drivers and, and it's just insane. Like, man, for not having a club program and now we're having the worlds here, it's, it's gotta hurt. So, well, yeah. And that's, yeah. Like I can't even imagine what the cost is for, for something like that. Like I couldn't. Yeah. Like, yeah, and it, wow. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it, like, because you're talking about, like, what they did for the drivers and stuff like that. When you think about it, it's like, man, there's no way any of that was cheap. Like, how? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's so wild. Man, you just blew my mind with that statistic. I did not know that. That's Dang. what happens when you're a rock star. <laughs> well, and the, and the worst part is, is, like, I see a lot of the headlines on Facebook, but because of what I do all day, I don't read a lot of comments. So by the time I do get home from work... 
those things are so far gone because they've fallen off, right? Like, uh-huh. it, I never, I rarely go back and read comments, but yeah, see, there's always so much info in comments. That's why, yeah. <laughs> I got to just yeah, I mean, put in the little period in and everybody be like, why do you post a period? Well, so it pops up yeah, in my news feed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, it's cool to go to these uh, exotic locations for these races, and I'm sure the drivers have a wonderful time. But man, it's just the cost to put on that kind of race. I don't, I don't know how they can do it. But I'm, pr- I'm very appreciative that they do it. That's all I gotta say. Don't yeah. everybody attack me on Facebook because I said that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's. <funny. laughs> yeah, because here come the Facebook comments, right? As as usual. <laughs> So, so let's, uh, let's do a couple of the Facebook questions because actually okay. there's only three and they're all from Aaron. I love Aaron. He's Aaron Hargis. No, Aaron Bullock. Aaron Bullock. Okay. Hi, Aaron. Uh, let's see here. Oh yeah. Here's one for you, Chris. How are you progressing on all those ketchup chips? Well, I think they're we, gone. We, we touched on this. Yeah. We touched on this. It, it ruined my diet for about two months, but, uh, I've, uh, I've overcome, <laughs> and I'm back on track to uh, getting a uh, sprightly weight for rock crawling. <laughs> a, a weight just enough that if you fall over, it won't be as bad. Yeah, I don't want any extra inertia when I'm falling off a yeah, rock. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I know all about that. You kind of look at everybody like, no, you don't want me falling. That, yeah, no, who's going to catch me? <laughs> yeah. And what? how many people am I going to hurt before I stop? Right? <laughs> All right, so uh, Aaron actually asked if you guys could have any kind of track or racing service 20 feet from your house where you could race or play anytime, what genre of racing would you choose? No holds barred, any class, money is no object. You go first. Oh, man. <laughs> right now, a, no, dra- a drag, drag strip. Yeah. I, yeah, I knew it. Totally knew a drag it. strip. Okay. 20 feet from your house, you're going to have a drag strip. Yeah, an RC drag strip, not, no. Yeah, yeah. no, no, I, not a full size. No, no, yeah, no. that would be ridiculous. <laughs> I quit. I'd be divorced. My wife would be like, yeah, I'm leaving. <laughs> Man, so a drag strip, yeah, that's it? absolutely, an RC drag strip. Well, if we're talking about no holds barred, no money, no, I'm having an <laughs> RC drag strip, I'm having a, a eight-scale off-road track, 10 scale, both carpet, one, one Astro, one clay. Like I'd, I'd have it all. Are you kidding me? Yeah, so that like, that's kind of like an open ending question. Yeah. You know, like you want it all, you know? And, uh, but I, if I had I, to pick great- one, it's a drag strip. Yeah. Drag strip. One genre is drag racing. Yeah. Like 132 feet of fresh black asphalt right outside your door. No, if I had it my way, it would actually be about 550 feet. Of, you gotta have the shut. That's what yeah, you're telling me, right? So 550 feet of the beautiful, nicest, <laughs> flattest, flattest, with a yeah. very, very hint of an incline to it all the way. <laughs> incline. Thank you for the promotion. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. That's what I'd have right now. Yeah. Max trip. Wow. But like, okay, never mind. I'm, I'm okay. That's cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. I think, for, like, if I had to pick one thing 20 feet right outside of my door, yeah, this is a tough one because I'm known as being the rock falling guy for some reason, but I really love dirt oval. <laughs> I would love to have a dirt oval, but I need to have at least 140 to 200 guys to come race with me because three guys is fun for about 10 minutes. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> 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 yeah so... I don't know. It'd probably be a, a dirt oval with a rock crawler course on the outside of it. That would be perfect. That would be awesome. Yeah, I do. I don't know what it is about dirt oval, but thanks to Alfie, man, I'm. I want one. It's so fun. I know. I want one so bad. It's Maybe perfect. Start. Well, it's the whole club up there in Canada. Yeah, I wish. But it's perfect. I'll finally be able to own my late model. Nobody will tell me no. It'll be affordable. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I love late models. Yeah. I, I yeah. It's those and, and open wheel modifieds. They're just oh. Oh yeah, that was my deal too. Yeah, I did those RC style. It's fun. Yeah. So yeah, great question. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Aaron. Now I'm just gonna sit here and hope I win the lottery on Friday. Just <laughs> Does Canada have a lottery like that? Well, well, yeah, so we have a couple. We have the Lotto 649, which used to be the really big one. Uh Uh-huh. And then, I can't remember, it was a number of years back, they come out with what they call Lotto Max now. So Lotto Max sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah, so Lotto Max is our big one, which they normally, like I normally think the jackpot goes like to 50 million is the big number. 50 million Canadian? Yeah. I know it's so it's, much- it's not crazy like the Powerball, but our odds of winning it are stupid bigger than for you guys, right? So, yeah, but it's, it's called Lotto Max, dude. That is awesome. Yeah, it's not Lotto Lotto Little. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. So, and then they, they have one called Lotterio, which is limited just to my province. So that one what? just gave away two million. But like, you got to think about the numbers if you look at the population of the entire province of ontario that's your best odds as opposed against all of canada right so yeah but yeah so maybe like it. damn it aaron you're gonna you're killing me bro <laughs> so many things to do in rc and then uh well his other question was uh, asking me why i chose yokomo and um i had a couple of friends that had switched to yokomo one in particular had went to yokomo and he was really happy with the car um he raced on the same kind of surface i raced on so I based it kind of a lot on that because I already had some feedback from another racer. Um, and then I just, I wanted to try something completely different. I didn't want to run X-Ray because everybody had kind of been steering towards X-Ray and I didn't want to go to the new associated B6 because, you know, I had the B5M. I wanted to, and I didn't, for whatever reason, TLR, just no, I, I can't. Why? I don't know. I, I don't know. Now, I feel a lot better about not going down that road because a lot of guys that were running TLR aren't. They've been having a really hard time to get them to handle as well as the other cars on the surface we're racing on. So I don't know if that's a thing or maybe it just takes a little bit more work. I don't know. But I I, I decided on Yokomo. I knew another racer that had, had one previous. Uh, I talked to uh, Casey at Casey Hobbies and Toys about ordering... Like, can he get me support if I go with a Yokomo car? And he, yeah. you know, he agreed to to try and hold some parts. So I ordered spares for my car like I always do, but he brought in a bunch extra to have hanging on the wall in the shop. So that's why I went that's Yokomo. A great hobby. 
That's awesome. Yeah, he's been really good to me. Anytime I've asked him about getting something that he doesn't stock, he's he's went ahead and got, uh, you know, become a distributor through this place, that place. I can't remember what one of them was, but I asked him about getting something, and he ended up, because he became a distributor uh, for the one item product I was asking about, he ended up getting a whole big list of things that he could get from. So, it, it like you said, it's a win-win for him because he's trying to help the racers out a little more and keep everybody racing, so... I hope they notice that. Well, I really hope they. I don't think a lot of them do, and that really, yeah, there's some that do, and then I think there's a lot of them that just, for whatever reason, they don't think about that. They don't, and it just drives me. So, yeah, no, I get you. That's horrible. That's why I tell them I get everything from Casey. Parts wise, I Casey brings it in for me. <laughs> perfect. That's perfect. And he I will like ship. That. So anybody listening to this, if they're wondering, St. Ignis, Michigan, Casey Hobbies and Toys, they're on Facebook, um, give them a like, but Casey will ship anywhere, doesn't matter, um, so if you see that they have something that they post, don't be afraid to message them. He has done that before. Nice. And he's got a lot of vintage parts. I keep telling him to like start posting those online. Oh yeah, but he won't. That's a big. Oh, buddy, like you would just wow. You're you'd be like holy. Yeah, no, it's it's a, it's a big segment. It's it's kind of gaining popularity. Yep, for know. sure, for sure. I know I got an RC10 gold pan that needs to be restored. <laughs> I have one here as well. Yeah. <laughs> Not gonna lie. <laughs> it, I really want to build it, but I want to do it right. So it'll wait until till the fundages are plentiful for yes. that. Yes, because it'll be all to sit on the shelf. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. You, you kidding me? Of course, <laughs> of course. I spend all that money and it just sits and collects dust. That's man, I love it. I love that. I agree. Man. They look they look really awesome. They're super rad looking cars. You know, uh, <laughs> that's got to be like a uh, a special project. Like I'm setting money aside for this one off Yokomo Masami front shock tower for my uh, associated car. Oh you man, know. could you just imagine? Yeah, that's not <laughs> the, the people that would just <laughs> that would be funny. That would be funny. I could just I could just yeah. sit now. Yeah. What do you got under the hood of that thing? Oh nothing. I didn't I didn't put electronics in it. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> Actually no, I'd I'd be even worse. I probably would. Oh man, like an old Novak or an old Tekin, like the calculator style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome with a brand new shiny servo in there and just be like brand shiny like yeah. vintage mks <laughs> yeah that's it well, well well i'll make it look vintage or something like that everybody will kind of look at it and be like that's not period correct yeah i wasn't putting something get out of here <laughs> oh man <laughs> wow come on you can't have a you can't have an off-road race car anymore without having a ton of bling on it come on you i got- have the perfect vintage servo for you I don't know if you know this or not, but Novak made servos. Really? And I have one. My buddy of mine gave me one. He's like, look at this. And I'm like, get out of here. Orange case, Novak across the front where it usually says like high tech or, or anybody else, you know. And uh, I have it sitting on my bench. I'm like, wow, I never knew. I never knew. Really? So, yeah, that's the start to my vintage car. Oh, so. <laughs> perfect. Yeah, that's a good start. He's my piece, you know, so. Well, okay, yeah, so think. since we're talking like kind of Novak, you know, used to make servos and, and and talking about technology and comparing the super old vintage stuff to 
to the new stuff. What, what's been your take on some of the new stuff? And I'm thinking more along the lines of like Tekken bringing back the RS Pro. I love it. I have a Tekken RS Pro in my drift car. I have two of them, and too. They're, they're good. They're really good. They, <laughs> and they're so... Tekken's programming, Randy Pike, if you're listening, your programming on those those Tekken's is insane good. It's so easy. Like, for drifting to rock crawling to racing, the Tekken programming is so easy. I love it. Thank you, Randy. Well, and I'm sure when they came out with the Hotwire 3.0, you were just tickled pink because now you can stash one of those in a box and now you don't have to to dig out a programmer, plug in, and dig into that nest of wires that you thought you neatly tucked into that, yeah. Yeah, no, I, that's great. That's uh, great. I loved seeing... I, you know, the worst... I didn't even think about that as an option. Like, with the RX-4 and, and, like, building a crawler, and I didn't even think about how great of a deal that would be to be able to put a programmer in there and leave it in all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's that's good stuff. And like, uh, I'm not switching manufacturers, but I kind of am because they have another cool thing from Castle Creations. I don't know if you deal with them too much, but uh, like <laughs> their uh, newest Mamba X stuff, right, is good as well for crawling, right? Like, it's all radio adjustable and stuff like that, or cell phone adjustable, which is is really convenient when you're out in the middle of the the, the rocks, you know, and uh, like. On the radio stuff, is just super quick, like adjustment, drag brake, or punch, and stuff like that. So it's, it's really cool. Wow. Yeah, lots of technology coming around wow. from a lot of different companies. Yeah, especially when you're talking about, like, you know, radios and doing programming for that. With Spectrum with the DX6R, you know, everybody's like, oh, it's ridiculous. It's like a cell phone. It's like, yeah, but that makes it that much better. Like, you don't get it. Yes. Like, if I have a DX6R with my... Hotwire 3.0. Guess what? I don't have to do anymore. If you have a hotspot, no. If you can Bluetooth into it, that's the beauty. Yeah. Like if that, you have, if, you have, if you're Wi-Fi capable, you're golden. But if if you have somewhere where you can't get signal or reception, you have to have a Wi-Fi hotspot to make that radio do what it's supposed to do. Oh, see, I was unaware of that. That's one of the other things I've noticed. <laughs> That's okay. I got a Gropner radio anyway. I'm, I'm trying to. So con- you have that Gropner radio. What is it like? Three in the world? No, I think there's a bunch of them. But I spoke to those guys at RCX. The last RCX I talked to those guys, and I, I thought they were still having distribution issues here in the United States. I don't know if someone's taken it over and uh, kind of handled the reins on it. I mean, it looked like a really cool radio. But, uh, it is cool. Yeah. <clears throat> I I know, and you know, it's funny you mention it because I remember seen it very early on and it was just never available right and, mm-hmm. and i want to say maybe they just kind of jumped ahead of the 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 card a bit with it and posted that it'd be a, available some, you know what i mean like they they put way too far in advance in my opinion because mm-hmm. it was forever but yeah no i have one now and it is a super nice radio like i've used a dx6r i've <clears throat> you know i've had a 4px in my hand and don't get me wrong i'm very fond of futaba as well uh, but dude, mm-hmm. this radio, I I really like it. Like it, it, it's comfortable in my hand. It's the right size for me. You know what I mean? It's, it's I like it a lot, and I like the fact that it's, uh, you know, it's got the firmware updatable stuff on it. I'm trying to get them to put an MP3 player in there so I can listen to music in it. <laughs> I don't want to be as arrogant as Spectrum guys that can play it through the speaker on their their radio. Uh, uh-huh. Like I want to wear an earbud and do it that way. But yeah, I I just that's. 
So I said to Tim, I said, send an email into them and just tell them like a simple, basic MP3 player that we can put MP3s on the SD card that goes into it. And that's it. But then you have to have a speaker, right? Well, it's got a speaker in it, so it could do it, but it's also got a headphone jack, so I could plug in my headphones and be good. Because it does some, like, voice announcement stuff for you. Perfect. Like, um, I'm pretty sure what it does is, like, if you're using it to count your own laps times because you don't have a timing system or you're just practicing, I think it'll uh-huh. it'll rhyme off the, the, the lap time to you every time you hit the button. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like I said, it's pretty cool radio. I, I really enjoy it. And the fact that it came in an aluminum case and it came with the programming, uh, like the USB program dongle to like do firmware updating on all your receivers and stuff. That, mm-hmm. that was like, those are extras that you usually don't get. You know, if you got to get a case, it's another 50 bucks from this one. And, you know, if you uh-huh. need the programming dongle, that's another 25 bucks. So it's it's nice to see that all those things were included. How's the latency on it? Is it pretty quick or? Uh, I think if you're using the free channel receivers, the GR8s, um, they have mm-hmm. like this hot V2 version on those and you can go down to 1.5 milliseconds. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty quick. I was I was actually, because mm-hmm. I know that's the big thing for everybody, right? So I can't remember. Yes. It's either three milliseconds or six milliseconds with the other ones. I want to say they're probably closer to three. I'd have to look again, but. It's, nice. It's 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 along the same lines as you know going from the FHSS receivers on a four PX to going to the fast receivers, right? There's going to be that difference yeah. because of the, yes. the the transmission deal. So, but yeah, yeah, you know I like that radio a lot. I ordered I ordered one of their chargers, so I can't wait to get that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's cool. All the Groppner stuff. Yeah, full on. Are you a uh... Getting some help with that, or is it a... No, no, it's me just, it's me wanting to, to use the stuff because it's just, I'm convinced that it's it's worth my money. Okay. So. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I wish. <laughs> I'll probably get help with it after I spend all my money and buy all the stuff. But. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, you yes. know, it's funny you bring that up because that brings me into this one, and I know there's been lots of conversations going on about it. And, you know, somebody posted, Gino posted the other day, saying how he kind of felt about what sponsorship means to him. And he kind of went back to the days of, you know, race car racing. If you got a sponsor, that person gave you a check for a spot on their car, for a spot on your car. That, that was, that was a sponsorship. So his thing kind of went on to say that, you know, you're not sponsored if you aren't getting paid. You're, if you're Mm -hmm. getting product, you're just a a contracted customer. And I kind of, I kind of, you know, he's not wrong. He is right. So my thought process, well, maybe let's not even call it sponsorships anymore. Can't you be like a brand representative or like a brand ambassador for the company instead? And that's how you get, you know what I mean? Like, I I don't know. You you know where I'm going with that? Like, cause it's kind of, he makes sense. It's not a sponsorship in the sense of what sponsorship means. Yeah. But could you imagine Mugen paying each of their their drivers a, a check? That's, that's, I don't know. It's, it's in the real world. That's how it is. But in RC, you have so many drivers on your teams that you would go bankrupt your first set of checks. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but that, you know, like that, that's one, to me, that's even more important that you say that because if you're paying somebody or if you're giving somebody a product, uh-huh. the whole idea is, is that they're going to get you more 
business, Explosion. right? Like, you know what I mean? Like the whole idea of doing that for them is that they have such an influence on people that people will come and buy your product because it's that person. Yeah. Right? So I don't think it's like happening enough. Teams, like, so if you had a team that had three guys on three superstars yeah, and that's all they have on the team now. And now those guys are getting paid, which I can understand. Like these guys can do anything with an RC car. They do it all. And they are the best representatives, but this is our factory team. It's Joe Schmo and these two other guys. And that's it. And they're, they're paid they're, That's what they do is, is be the best that they, they can do, but you can't do that. That's the dream world. No, well, but what I'm saying is that if, uh, to me, I don't think there's enough um, follow return on it. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't think the companies are are so worried about the return on investment anymore because maybe they're not checking in with those people often enough and saying, "Hey, you know, we haven't seen you post about this, that, or that." Because nowadays it's all about social media more than anything. It is right. It so. is. But you, you you hit on the nail on the head, like. If, if, if say, Proline gives you a deal, you know, you should be uh, kind of using that as, as your – when you're reporting a race report, like, yeah, you know, the Proline tires work great, and I'm, I'm very thankful to be running them. But, uh, you know, most of the times it's a hashtag or just, you know, I'd like to thank this person. But, uh, yeah, that's that's the – man, that's the, the, the pot of stew and RC right now is is sponsorships and, and how they are uh, – affecting the hobby in general and who should actually be sponsored you know if you're if you say you're the best media guy on the planet do you think you should be sponsored over the guy that just won the the, the world championships uh hmm that's a good one <laughs> you know like everybody knows the guy that just won the world championships and maybe 600,000 people know this guy that is active on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, all that stuff. But the guy that the media guy is just a guy that says, Hey, you should really run so-and-so's product. You know, it's so good. And I'm really blessed to be running their stuff where the guy that won the world championships is proving to you how good it is. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and yeah, I totally know what you're saying with that. I, I do. I, I, You're not wrong, Chris. You're totally not wrong. <laughs> but, but you know, yeah, you're not that, wrong. That, like I said, that's, that's the big, big pot of stew in RC is, is who deserves to be sponsored and who should be sponsored and all that stuff. And I think everybody that has a sponsorship that I've seen has done a great job and they're very thankful to get sponsored. So, you know, to say that someone should be paid cash is, is more of a, a, a motorsports thing. It's not so much <laughs> motorsports because, RC cars, you know, it's still a sport, but like to have like NASCAR where you have DuPont on the front of your car, of course yeah. they're going to give you money. What are you <laughs> going to use from DuPont on your car? Like the freaking carpet kit for inside the car? I mean, come on. They're going to give you money to have that name and that marketing prowess, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, I, I, man, I, I totally. I'm very fortunate that I got a few places that have been very good to the podcast and, and help us kind of keep doing what we're doing and. I'm not ashamed to say it, but I also make sure that I make an effort to point out those products that I'm using in my cars and how well they work for me and, and, you know, how cool they are and some of the features that they have, because maybe not everybody knows it, right? I'm trying to do, I'm trying to do exactly what you said before, which is actually be a return on investment, not just a a leech on, on the, the teat. No, so you're, so you're a sponsored guy. So say you get some, some wheels from this guy down here in, in California and they're on your car and you're like, Man, I really think they'd be better if they put more ribbing or 
you know, maybe a thicker face or, you know, a little bit wider. So do you offer that insight back to your sponsor and say, Hey, you know, in my, in my area where I race, I've, I've, I've done pretty well, but I'm having this, this, this certain thought in my head on the way to and from the track that maybe if we tried this, you know, or if you've tried it, let me know. But if you've tried this, let's, let's, uh, let's figure out how we can make these a little bit better product, you know, product improvements. So you're going to generate more sales. Yeah. And you know, it's, there's a few places that I've, I've, that I work with that I have had some of those conversations with. Um, Max Amps was a big one. I was given a, a different pack at a race to run, which was one of these super, you know, LCG packs, blah, 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 blah. I ran it in my car. My cart f- did feel better with, with the pack in it. So of course I got a hold of the guys at Max Amps and said, Hey, here's the dimensions. Here's the brand do you guys make anything that's similar to this or can you make anything that's similar to this, but with your quality to it? And, you know, he, he kind of said to me, well, how about we try this? And I said, okay, sure. And we did. And then I messaged him back saying, yep, you were totally right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's not bother about doing that. (laughs) That's a great question. So you're sponsored by a certain company, not you in general, but say me, myself, Chris Bier is sponsored by a company, a, and company A's car on the track is kind of struggling and everybody seems to be having the same issues. You know, do you try company B's car and come back and say, well, company B's car does this really well and they have this feature on their car. Or do you say, you know, I got busy one night with my Dremel. I fabricated this part and it totally woke up the car and made it better. Uh, here it is guys. Let's, 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 everybody on the team needs to know about this or everybody has a car, you know, improve that product. You know, how does, how does that work? Yeah. <laughs> that would be yeah because that's not what happens <laughs> no it's not so many are so many people are so quick to jump ship or you know try something else which is fine to try the other side but don't come back saying you know I, I'm, I'm really liking this other car i think i'm gonna go there now well make your car better and there's a lot of people that do that there's a lot of people that are constantly testing some some stuff and some really good friends of ours both you and mine are always at the track testing stuff mm-hmm, husband yeah. and and it's, that's what they do. That's how they make stuff better. And that's very impressive. And it's so awesome to see, you know? Yeah. So. Well, and, and I totally agree with that because, um, oh, well, okay. Yeah. yeah. Now I remember earlier this year <laughs> when I was making my, my car change, uh, choices, because originally it wasn't just Yokomo. I was going to go, I had decided on Yokomo for my two wheel drive buggy. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with four wheel drive. I knew I was keeping my, uh, T5M for my stadium truck. Um, but the wheeler, the four wheel drive buggy, um, is where I didn't know what I wanted to do. And, you know, I have a bunch of friends that run a particular brand that's really making a a push back into the market in North America. Um, and I said, well, what the hell? I'll try one of those buggies because I know they're pretty good. And, you know, I know they work well on carpet. So what the hell? We'll try one of those. So I got a hold of the, the, the team manager for, for, you know what I mean? All of the U S and I said, Hey, what do I got to do to get my hands on one of these? And, he goes, well, you could become a driver. And I'm like, well, okay, well, well, what are we talking here? Let's see what we're, we're talking. He goes, well, how did you do at this one last race? And I said, well, I qualified ahead of you in, in stadium truck. He goes, okay. So he kind of gave me the level and everything. Like, but I'm thinking, I said to him, I said, you know, I do appreciate the fact that you're, you're willing to give me that kind of an opportunity, not really knowing me a whole lot about me but I don't feel comfortable locking in on a chassis sponsorship of a car that I've never ran before. I said, I don't, I don't think that's fair to you guys or to myself to do that. So, 
like I said, I was appreciative of the guy. And if he hears it and he knows what I'm talking about, I like, I totally appreciate the offer, but I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. If I got one of their cars and I got a chance to run it and, and see how it is for myself and know that I'm going to like it or that I, you know, I can work on it and make it better then then I'm totally for it. But yeah, no, just, I can't do that. I mean, that's it. You go to the track and you see a car that you think about purchasing or, or, or trying can you go to that person and say, hey, can I get a couple laps? I'm thinking about buying one of these cars. You know, how often does that happen? How well, often? Have, like, and, the, and that's it. And I know PR Racing is actually making a, uh, a bit of a pushback. And they did one of those at a, a track down in um, lower Michigan. I believe it was called at Dirt Burners where they did basically you show up with your receiver and your radio and you plop it in a car and you get to go run it. Wow. Yeah, which was I thought was really unique, right? And you know, I kind of joked with the with the team manager. I said, "Hey, if you ever get one of those two wheel drive buggies that just isn't driving anywhere, send it my way. I'll I'll drive it and let you know how I like it." Yes. <laughs> so. Yes. Why not? You know, that, you know what I mean? Try you something. People's hands. You have to let people try it. Yeah. Like with the crawlers, I encourage anybody to come up to me and say, "Hey, let me try it," or just ask. It's not a big deal. It's some have fun. We're all here having fun. You know, if you want to see what mine does, that's fine. If I want to see what yours does, I would expect the same. So, you know, if anybody asks me to drive my car, I usually hand them the radio. That's awesome. That's how it should be. You here know? you go. After they, Let her rip. After they, they, they watered up at the end of the straightaway into the, the boards. You're like, ah, you're done now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just stand there and watch them go easy, easy, easy. Yeah. Oh, I can't even watch anymore. I can't. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure three miles an hour. So I don't have that problem. (laughs) I know for sure. My chum Mike did that a few times when he handed me his radio, when he got his TLR cars, he said, here, go ahead, drive it. And he stayed, me started to drive it. And he probably went, Oh, I don't know if that was such a good idea. (laughs) You were instantly hooked with that TLR perfection. huh? Well, it's not even, listen, when I drove his two, two, four, yes, that night I ran faster laps in his car than I could with my four, four, three. So that's a great question as well. So driving that person's car, do you think it was the uh, excitement of driving something new that made you drive faster or harder? Or is it something that just worked that much better? No, the car was totally hooked up to the track way better. And the the worst part was I wasn't even driving his car as hard. Now, that also leads me to believe that maybe I was overdriving my car. Uh Because that's the other thing he said. He's like, well, you weren't driving it as hard as yours. And I looked at it and I said, yeah, because if I break it, then I got to fix it. Yes, yes. Break it, you buy it. <laughs> and, and of course, and, I, and then that's when I looked at it and I said, and of course, somebody had to go to a different manufacturer. So it's not even like I have parts in my own box for it. Right. I get to go to the shop and support my local shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully, Casey has that part in stock. I doubt it. It just came out last week. I'm like, yep, we're going to be parking that car today. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. <laughs> yeah. My bad. I've, I've never broken anything of his that bad. That bad. Well, he that, he was there that, for the time when I wadded up the the drag car into a telephone pole or a light pole. What was that? What was that light pole doing there? Well, <laughs> the light pole wasn't. You know what happened is, is I, me being thinking I'm bright, as I took a piece of string and, you know, ran it really tight and measured it out so that way I knew where I could set the clocks down on, and I was at 132 feet. And I never had a problem for, before with it until I barely crossed over it, and then it got picked up by the wheel uh, and yeah so the whole the rear axle completely locked up on the car so it was just along for the i was kind of along for what? the ride yeah 
watching. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Getting a selfie with it self-destructing. Yeah, I should have. Man, I didn't think that quick though. That car moves pretty quick, even for thirteen five. I can't. I do. I don't even want to. Yeah. Wow. I couldn't imagine the pro mods with those guys running those two and a half turn motors with a two cell. Like <laughs> the worst. Like with runaways and stuff. That is as horrible. I had a nitro onward car with a two speed tranny, and I just put a nice like a Pico twelve in it. And I, my dad had never seen this car go, and he walks out with me, and I'm like, "Hey, dad, check this out. I'm doing some speed runs down the street. You know, showing how it shifts." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the receiver pack i watch it bounce out as it went by me and goes to full throttle and i'm like (laughs) oh no (laughs) and it's heading towards a major street and i'm like man but luckily it was curving to the left so it bounced off the curb and hit a car tire and folded itself in half and then ended up seizing because the rod broke inside of the motor destroying the whole car but uh yeah no it was a great time (laughs) (laughs) Hey, yeah, that sounds about my first time driving my first Nitro uh, 10 scale four wheel drive buggy. Quite the excursion. <laughs> well, hey, I was sm- hey, I ordered the fail safe. I had all that stuff because it was actually like it was an old school radio. Like it wasn't even 2.4 gigahertz radio. Oh man, like <clears throat> two point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was the 2.0, right? <laughs> so. Uh, I got it going great. I'm going up and down the road, and it had two speed in it too. I think it was like a point two one. It was it like man, it moved, and when it shifted, it really moved. And uh, mm-hmm. I come down, I was slowing down. And sure enough, there was a couple of bumps in my road, and there was just one enough to kind of slowly throw the rear of the car over the front of the car. <laughs> you know, comes down as hard as it can right on the cooling head of the engine. It's like oh, like yeah, out oh. <laughs> It had to have broken something badly because, you know, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. I haven't completely obliterated anything. Mike has. Mike's hit trees. Yeah. That that on-road car was the last time that ever happened. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't imagine just watching the receiver pack kind of tumble at your toes and be like, uh. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Dad, this is going to get really good. (laughs) (laughs) Keep watching. (laughs) It's, It's driving itself now. It's a new feature. Yeah, and it was a straight road, so I wasn't turning or anything. So and he's like, what's it doing? I'm like, it's going to destroy itself. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's terrible. <laughs> Always make sure your receiver packs are secure, kids. Yeah. <laughs> Which brings me to my RC tip number two of the month. See, I was do- I'm was i doing these RC tips of the month. And I mm-hmm. say of the month because normally I record one show a month. But now because I have two, this is the number two of the month. Hey, I'm number two. Yeah. Always, <laughs> always balance charge your batteries. I don't care what you're doing. Balance charge them, please. Yes, that's safety. Well, it makes well. me cringe to think of how many guys don't balance. It's like, oh, I don't balance on race day. It's like you realize it takes like an extra like three minutes to charge the battery properly, right? Like, yeah. And when you're charging at 175 amps, you know, you don't have the time to wait for that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, what's funny is I was watching or not watching. I was listening to, I want to say it was Alfie's podcast and they were kind of talking about, um, you know, stock racing and it's, it's the, the numbers are so the, the trick is, is getting your timing down, I guess, in order to basically discharge that pack at such a high rate that it warms it up, which apparently lowers the IR. Right. But then yep. when, once it goes from discharging to charging it and into the car and running, in order to keep that heat in the battery is in that I guess that's apparently the game now. It's not so much 
what battery are you running or how you're charging it. It's how good is your timing game to go from needing it in the car and the car on the track. So you remember people were using battery warmers? Were you around for that? Well, and what's funny you say that is I see those people starting to use those instead of slamming their batteries down. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a big thing. They got outlawed was the battery heaters because it was like, okay, no more. And now they're sneaking back in. Like we kind of forgot that that was illegal. But. Yeah, well, I'm sure, I'm sure that's exactly what's happening. But I think also you're talking about back in the NIM days that they were using battery yeah. heaters, right? Yeah, don't judge me. <laughs> I'm not. I'm don't, not. Don't I, don't date me. <laughs> I just I never had to. I never had to to uh, you know direct solder my wires to anything. So those good old days. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, I hear that a lot, a lot of times. But yeah, no that that. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I don't see. Li- listen, I know obviously by having low IR, um, you definitely benefit in stock racing. Obviously, I'm running an RS Pro Black Edition. I'm running, you know, for this race, uh, the Tekken Spec R. You know, I'm running ultra uh, low resistant stuff because I know there's an advantage, but I don't, I honestly don't feel that it's necessary to charge batteries like that. I don't. Yep, I agree. I agree. If you want to go that fast, I'm going to say it till I die. If you want to go fast, run mod. <laughs> well, it's 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 not even that for me. Like on my stock car in a seven minute main, I'm using just over a thousand milliamp hours out of my pack. Uh huh. You know what I mean? So it's like my my stuff set up pretty efficiently because it's yep. not burning a ton of milliamps. So it's not creating the heat necessary, and it's it's a quick car. Like. It was just as fast as the fast guy down the straight. I don't have the consistency that guy has, but my car went down that straight just as fast as his. So God forbid if I could actually keep it on four wheels. And you guys still run thirteen five in stock, right? No, we're running full stock now. Seventeen five Blinky. I know. Last time we talked, you guys said you guys were running either thirteen five Blink open or non boosted or seventeen five open. Yeah, yeah, that's and then uh was it last year? I think last year was the first full, first full year of, you know, seventeen five stock, thirteen five stock, you know what I mean, like for for the four-wheel drive. So Uh-huh. I think this year there was How kind people, of a consensus uh, to move stadium truck to thirteen five blinky. Mhm. Which I'm fond of. I really like it with a thirteen five in it over a seventeen five. Um But yeah. So when you guys propose this rule change to go to stock stock, how many people would jump ship and went to thirteen five, or did they all stay in seventeen five? Uh, pretty much everybody made seventeen five cars and raced them in in the mod class now. So they can run both classes. They run seventeen five and thirteen five. Yeah, well, it, it's like they just run seventeen five as your stock buggy now. But a lot of guys that run their seventeen five stock buggies take them and run the mod class with them. Oh, perfect! To get more more racing <laughs> oh yeah that's awesome that is awesome yeah. i like that i like that a lot so that's like that's that. the game i'm playing now i'm trying stock racing for my first year because i i normally am a mod guy because i just don't want to have to to dink around with you know ultra lightweight this ultra white lightweight that but it turns out if i would have done any of that i would have been severely even more underweight than i already am yes so yes. that being said uh-huh. I could just imagine if you were to take these guys that do the cut gears and the super lightweight this, that, and the other thing and put their car on foams on a scale, you'd just be like, uh, you got to add like, uh, you know, 200, 
12 grams. <laughs> yep. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. The stock racing is, is hard for me to uh, wrap my hands around because people are spending so much money on these cars. And you, you have to, though, because everybody else is doing it. But stock should be, you know, pull it out of the box, you know, like a 21.5. Just make it so that you learn the basics. And then when you win three races, you get bumped up. Yeah, yeah, that that would mean I could see that for like a uh, a, a regular like track club having that mm-hmm. like that kind of a setup. Um, but I I agree with you on that. To me, stock should be, uh, you know, ever, all the manufacturers should get together and offer a kit that's their stock kit. Um, so yes. that way, that way, every company has a stock kit, and basically, um, they would have to abide by, uh, you know, this, that, and the other thing. So. It doesn't matter if you pick a TLR, an AE, a Kyosho, a Yokomo. It'll only have, you know, uh, limited caster adjustments maybe, you know, non-adjustable this, that, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like you make it so that way every kit shares a very similar situation on as far as your ability to set up the car, right? You know what I mean? Yep. And again, I get it. Everybody's going, oh, you can't. Yes, I totally can ask manufacturers to do this. Why not? Most of these companies are releasing a car every year, if not sooner. Would, yep. it, would it really kill them to work together as a, as a group and offer a real stock class? And then the same thing, all the manufacturers, Tekken, Reedy, all of them offer a, a motor and an ESC that is solely bi- built for that, that out-of-the-box stock class. So that way you still have mm-hmm. your pick of Tekken or Reedy or whoever you run, and that and that's that. And the only variable really would be uh, a servo. And then you could even say that the servo has to have a a certain max torque and speed yeah. limit. You know what I mean? Like that way, again, so you could limit that way. Anybody that wants to be competitive can only buy up to that particular set. set. So Yep. I don't know. That's <clears throat> To me, That's that would be a real stock class. Because anywhere else yeah, you look at awesome. stock, that's very much what it is, right? These are the adjustments you're allowed to make. This is the style of body. It's got, you know, XXXXX. It's all to make it level, right? Yep. And not to intimidate someone that walks off the street into your track mm-hmm. and sees stock and says, well, what do the beginners drive? Oh, that's it right there. These guys right here, that's, yeah. that's stock. Yeah. You know, that's what started. I can't go that fast. I, I don't know anything about this. Well, and, and that's it. So, and, you know, like I was saying before earlier in the show, everybody's going, why did you put a Tekken Spec R in your car? Well, as everybody knows, I have a Rotoron tuned uh, R1 Works 17.5 that I ran in the car for my first two races with it. And that motor is a rocket. Like, it didn't get upset that I ran a 75.28 on it. Um it came off at like 125, 130 after seven minutes. Like that's money without a fan, without a fan, my dad. Um, that's really good. And then so this past weekend, I had a friend of mine, he went on uh, Facebook looking to buy a 17.5 because he wanted to try stock racing because where he races, he just runs his car in mod. Um, uh-huh. You know, so I started messaging him and I told him, I said, get one from Rotoron. He goes, well, it's for this weekend. And I said, well, hang on. Let me see if I have anybody from my area going down and I'll give them my 17.5 and you can run it for the, for the day. Just make sure you send it back. He uh-huh. goes, oh, okay, sure. So sure enough, I found my buddy Joel and, and Norm went down. So I got the motor over to them. They brought it down there and he ran it geared at an 81.29 on a Yokomo YZ2CA. Uh-huh. And, uh... 
he TQ'd over the whole field by a lap. Nice. Put him work. And, and he said it come off at 120 without a fan. Even better. Even better. So, um, you know, that that is why that motor is not in the car. And I got the Tekin that came from uh, Rotoron, uh, kind of a deal between uh, working with Tekin and, and Rotoron just to see, um, I guess, how the motors can stack up. Both went through the same hands kind of deal. You know what I mean? Um, yep. So I put the the spec R in my car, and I'll tell you they they're a pretty motor. Yeah, they are. They are pretty. I'm not gonna lie. Like they are eye candy for sure. Nice. Yeah. So I'm kind of nice. looking forward to that. So that's that's why I currently don't have my R1 in my car. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. I'm down. Da- <clears throat> I'm down to try anything. I'm just. I'm kind of blown away that he could go from like me running at a 7528 to an 8129 and like the like he said it still was fast perfect so perfect yeah that that helps you know and then now he has that good taste in his mouth about those motors so he'll get one and he'll tell the next person that's looking to buy a motor about those motors and and that's awesome it's uh it's great yeah yeah no i'm like i said i'm a, i'm a fan i like the r1 works motors uh they're nice and of course uh that motor to me would be completely useless if it wasn't tuned by by Rotor Ron. Which let's maybe talk a little bit about motor tuners. What what's kind of your your feeling or, or opinion on that? With stock motors, I mean, you gotta look. It's always been done. I mean, Ernie Prevetti and Trinity and Max Tech and and all these guys that built special like five forty hand tuned motors. That's where it kind of started. And then when the brushless stuff came out, people didn't really say anything, but they were all doing it, you know, with shims and stacks and stuff like that. So now to have people that are kind of making it their business to give you improved horsepower and runtime and punch and all that other stuff, I mean, it's worth it to you. People are going to buy it. You know, it's it's uh, it's just another part of racing. So when you're going to the store to buy the motor and you see the brand A motor here or the brand A tuned for seven dollars more or whatever it is, you know, what would you buy? you know yeah yeah well and 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 that's the thing like you know a lot of people oh, hang on i gotta clear my throat again <laughs> i i know i'm catching the code the cold that's been going through my house i know it is it snowing there uh it did last thursday like a uh, son of a bee like <laughs> i was i was not a happy camper last thursday let's just say that and then and then friday it was like uh, i'm pretty sure i put up the post on facebook and i did the conversion for everybody even but it was like minus like six Fahrenheit. Uh huh. It was like six mm-hmm. below. Yes. I was not yes. happy. I went to work without my long underwear that day. It sucked. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was it was absolutely terrible. You still have to go to work when it's that cold? Oh yeah, there's there, yeah. My I still gotta deliver the food to the restaurants. You don't get a snow day or No, there's no such <laughs> thing as a snow day. Unless it's a Saturday or Sunday, and then I get a snow day all day. Wow, that's yeah. got to be tough to get out of the covers in the morning when it's negative six. <laughs> yeah, it uh, definitely sucks. But if you if you're used to it like I am and you dress for it, it's not horrible. If the, if it's windy, that's when it's bad. When it's windy, I wear shorts every day. Yeah, I know. Every... I bet. <laughs> and today I got to my car it was forty nine degrees this morning when I went out to the garage. Like, man, it's a little chilly, but we're gonna keep pushing through. See yeah. if we can make it to the end of the year. You know. <laughs> Yeah, finish I, strong. <laughs> got to finish strong. Got to finish in the shorts. I got to go three sixty five, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, just going into the whole motor tuning. Like you know, I see a lot of people ha- are very opinionated about it. 
Um, you know, I know there's a bunch of, uh, you know, guys that don't believe in it, think it's ridiculous, do it yourself, you'll never learn, da 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 And it's like, listen, I would love to learn how to do that. However, when sure. I get to race once a month, my practice time is limited to like the hour and a half, two hours before the racing starts. I don't have time to take that motor from whatever company and put it in my car and try a whole bunch of different gearing in it and a whole bunch of different timing on it. I don't, I don't have the time. Yep. So, and there's lots of guys that are like me that uh, either a don't have the time or B aren't confident enough in their, in their ability. And let's be honest, you buy a, a $110 motor after taxes and say shipping, if you don't get it locally, but say, say you walk into the local shop and you spend $98 on a brand new 17, five motor from X company. Do you mm-hmm. want to go out there and crank it up to 210 while you're trying to figure it out? Yeah. Yes. I would pay somebody that has the experience to do it, to do it. So that way, if I go spend another hundred dollars or if I spend a hundred dollars or $110 or $120, depending on which brand of motor I go with from a tuner, who who's winning at the end? I'm taking a motor that I don't have to mess with the timing now that's been optimized, put it in my car, put gearing on it and check the temps. As long as the temps are in check, I'm good. Yep. I only got to play with gearing. I can deal with playing with gearing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the motor's at its optimum, so you you just figure out how to to make it work for your track. Well, There's and then of not- course you get those guys that go, "Oh, I'll change the timing on my my motor depending on the track that I'm at." And I'm looking at them going, "Really? Like <laughs> you sound sa- you understand what you sound like right now, right?" I like. The tuner of the world. Right? <laughs> so I just I wanted to kind of, I'm trying to get some people's vibes on that because yeah. I I think it's a great service to offer people. I don't care who you are or what, you know what I mean? Like, I think there's yeah. always room for improvement. And, and, you know, somebody did it. Somebody's actually taking the time to do it where who, who, nobody thought of it, but this guy did. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> you're getting the product you want instead of having to sit there and, and figure this out late at night on your motor dyno in the basement with the thunder and lightning in the background, like an evil scientist, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the worst part. Stop putting those frigging motors on a motorizer and free spinning them, trying to t- get out of here. Like, <laughs> yes, that, that is optimizing how your motor runs for the load that you need to go and put on it. Yeah. All that load you're putting on it with no load on it. So. Oh man. <laughs> I'm waiting to see the YouTube video from somebody where you hear it go, Wee! And it just stops yeah. <laughs> right? as the rotor explodes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, that's what I got on that. Yeah. No, that's a, uh, if they're allowing it to happen, then it's going to keep happening. Then you, you know, then what do you say? If you have the world's fastest 17.5, who's going to open it up and find out that it's got a 13.5 stack in it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How many races have you been to where you've actually seen them disassemble motors from a stock class? <laughs> That's a whole other show. Right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. Next. <laughs> that, that's dedication. If you're willing to go that far to win, man, like, you're, you're, you're a dedicated scumbag. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, yeah no. It's, uh, and it, it happens more than you know, so... See, I like the idea of, of a racer who he looks at the rules, says, okay, these are the rules, but then he figures out how to push the limit of the rules within the rules. Yeah. That, to Don't me, that, that, that yes. 
but try and try and draw the line a little differently inside. The, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think that's where the competitive stuff. And I, I like seeing racers that are like that as opposed to the ones that just blatantly, you know what I mean, will either overcharge their batteries or they'll they'll do this. But And that's kind of why I was mentioning, you know, I only use 1,000 milliamps in seven minutes. I don't need uh-huh. to overcharge my pack. You know, if, if do they check batteries before you go on the track? Um, at some of the races, they will. They they have been known to 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 make sure that they're not over the minimum, like the limit, plus minus situation. But I've never. That's another thing I've never believed in. Is like, if you can't run your race and get through your whole race with your battery fully charged to you know the the three point whatever per cell or the four point two, my bad. Yeah, to you, then no, like. No. Like, I don't, I don't understand what you're doing with your car for it to be that dead. Like, I just don't. Yes. Yeah, it's, uh... Oh, man. Right? Makes me totally miss racing. Well, and, 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 yeah, and you've been... You've been around for a little longer, so you've definitely seen a lot more entertainment factor. Yeah, yeah, you've definitely seen a lot more, you know, besides guys with expanded fuel tanks cheating. Yes. Yeah, there's been some crazy I stuff. I can't believe that's a thing. Like, <laughs> I, dude, like I said, I'm, I'm, man, what I really know about off-road racing is, is, is very limited. You know what I mean? But yeah. I just, like, man, when I seen that, I'm like, uh, what happened? His fuel yeah. tank's too big? Like, how do you make your fuel tank too big? Yeah, that's, you know. It, it's hard to say. Was everybody's JQ tank at that race big? Well, he, he wasn't even running a JQ. I think it was a loner truggy. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That huh. But so, so then everybody should be going after that company instead of JQ then, right? Well, you'd think, but what I don't under the bigger thing that I just don't get by the whole thing is it doesn't make any sense that these racers are having to put cold fuel to make sure, like, come on. Like, why are the rules not accounting for for that or are the manufacturers to blame because now they're making the interior part of the exactly you know x amount of cc so now when it does expand it's too big mm-hmm. like and depending on weather if it was hot out which i believe it was hot that weekend it so that was taking effect to that as well but you know it that's like it's if you're going to do something with fuel, there's plenty of other things you can do to get over on CCs. And <laughs> the, the, the fuel tank, having a, a tank or a, a big tank, not like it would be even noticeable bigger, not just, you know, four CCs or five CCs over. Yeah. Well, and that's, I, I just, I've, the manufacturers I think are part of the problem because look at the whole situation at the last oh, uh, eight scale worlds. Mm-hmm. There was only one wing that actually was was properly built, and other than that, a bunch of guys either stuck Lexan on the side of their wings, or I, I yeah, like which is crazy because at the the fuel nationals that I went to in Chico, everybody's wings were too too big, so they had to cut them down. Now at the Worlds, <laughs> they're too too small, so people are adding bigger side dams to them. Wow, it's a uh, consistency kills. <laughs> Right? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> Man, see, I wish I would have known about that one sooner, too. That's another good one. Damn. Oh, 
That is just terrible. It is. Interesting. You know, I used to race a lot of Nitro Club races back in the day, like Nitro 8-scale club racing, and they didn't check fuel CCs. So you would have guys with the triple wrap around the head and stuff. And and it's like, then you start going to bigger races, like, oh, there's a rule for that. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Sorry. But, you know, it's just stuff you see, like in the races, it's so fun to walk through the pits and, and see what people have on their cars or what they're bringing to the track or, or you know, stuff like that. So I like that part of it as well, introducing myself to people and see what they have as, as their chassis choice for the day or motor engine packages and stuff like that. So, so yeah. you, you've obviously seen people that are that are like that where, you know, they might one month to another month be with have this car or that car or this motor or that motor or... Oh yeah! Wow. <laughs> yes. Where do these people get their money? Right. <laughs> hey, if it's legal, I need to get in on that deal. <laughs> I don't know. With enough oh. money, I might be persuaded to do things illegally too. But we have to have that yeah. conversation when we get there. <laughs> yeah, that, that's another show as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. So let's. Uh, what, what silly season? That's it. It's upon us, is it not? It's getting there, yeah, very quickly. And there's, you know, depending on what segment you're looking at, you know, ten scale, eight scale, on road, off road. It's uh, pretty quiet this year. I mean, I haven't, I haven't heard any any real movers or shakers, you know, so. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's been much, and kind of leading into it, there. I believe there was the announcement from uh, HB Racing uh, mm-hmm. dropped Cody King. Yes, that that relationship ended. A um, lot of speculation as to why that relationship ended, but I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about it. I, I from what I've read online is that Cody may or may not have had a reputation for being a bit of a uh, uh, abrasive person at the track. Every time I saw him, he was always very helpful, you know, and uh, I, that's all I can say about that. He did come to one of my taco nights once that we went to tacos here, and he showed up with some other friends, and uh, it was cool to see, like, wow, that's a 8 scale world champion having tacos with us. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. But I don't know anything else besides that. So Yeah, so I know that happened, and then, of course, there was the big, uh, the big whoa that Joe Pillars left Kyosho, went to Yokomo. Yeah. That's I don't know again either. And that one's Yosho is major. Yokomo I heard is is not really the biggest company in the world as far as facility wise. You know. And, yeah. Uh, no. And it, it you know it's funny because I spoke to more than one person and they were both kind of taken aback by it because it's like wow like he was hardcore Kyosho like he was Mister Kyosho you know what I mean like yeah and just to leave yeah it's hard. Hard to say what it was. If it was a better vacation plan or, or what? I don't know. Well, if it was a better know. vacation plan to become the U.S. team manager and then take your U.S. team over there and uh, turn a two-wheel yeah. drive world champ, uh, okay. That's got to be a good incentive. You probably get a couple more air fresheners for the car on the way <laughs> Yeah, <back>. right. Yeah. <laughs> for you, you actually get six months additional air freshener. Right. No Excellent. stinky gym bag smell for you. You are a world champion. 
But yeah, I haven't yeah, seen that- anything major yet come through for for uh, silly season. It'll be really interesting when the, the when the line starts coming up and you see if anybody moves big this year or not. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. It was a world's year last year, so we saw all the guys departing last year after Vegas, and now this year we just had the worlds or they're going on right now. So to see if somebody jumps after the worlds this year, I don't. I don't see that being a thing. You know. So. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. It, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't get the phone calls from, from these guys saying, Hey, I'm really thinking about going here. <laughs> you know, the <laughs> surprise for all of us. It's, it's awesome. So, you know, just sit back and get the popcorn ready. It could be good or it could be totally boring. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. I don't, yeah. <laughs> We but should. people, we kind of live for that stuff. We'd like to see who's going where, what new stuff's coming out, you know. And with this year, with a, a lot of stuff not happening, like with the RCX show and, and getting to see the new products there or getting to, to talk to people, it's uh, it's it's just everybody's, nobody's guess. Nobody knows what's going on right now. Well, and that's, yeah, that's, I heard good things about it. I heard bad things about it. It's one of those events that maybe maybe five, six years ago I would have loved to have seen. It was a blast. Yeah. It was, a, it was a fun time. I was lucky to be able to be, to go to it as much as I did. So, Yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. shame that, that that's going to be a thing of the past. I, I think, though, in general, though, a lot of uh, expos are going to be almost things of the past. Like, you know, you got stuff like PRI and, and SEMA and stuff like that that, are, that happen. But they happen because, well, yeah, look, look at the... the the subsect of racing and, and customization that they kind of, they embody. So it's, it kind of makes sense that those are still there. And I, 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 like I said before in another show, I honestly, I honestly feel shows like street outlaws as much as people don't like it has really reinvigorated the drag racing scene for a lot of people. Oh yeah. Cause they see it now on a weekly basis. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, something that you look forward to seeing who's coming out with what car and, and what they're going to race for and what's going to happen, even though it's staged. You know, it's it's like, you know, it's something you're gonna get to watch. Yeah, know? yeah. So, so I, I definitely I can see why those shows are doing well, but yeah, it's a shame. I, I wish there was but, a big RC show like that that I could go to. Yeah, because you're gonna miss it once it's gone. Even though there may not have been like as many displays or vendors, but they had the opportunity to be there. Now that they don't have that opportunity, the public only sees what's put forth to them in front of the computer. So like the, the expo, you could go there. And the last show they had racing, which was really cool, and everybody would go there. All pretty much all genres were there: the fifth scale guys, the on-road guys, the drone guys. Everybody was there. So, you know, now you don't have that. You don't have that meeting of kind of uh, all the minds getting together and, and discussing what's going on with the industry and how to improve the industry. So, I, I hope that one day it could come back, it, even in a different location, something more centralized. But you can't beat that California weather, you know. <laughs> yeah, that damn California weather. I, I, I'm so jealous of you guys. When <laughs> I shouldn't say that when it's like super, super ridiculously hot and everybody is like, I'm not going outside because it's so hot. I'm uh-huh. totally not jealous of you guys at those times. <laughs> but like right now, yeah. I'm totally jealous because I don't really. Well, I don't mind dry heat, but I hate, I hate humidity. Yeah, no, we don't have much around in SoCal with the humidity wise. That's pretty good. 
But like those East Coast guys in, in Southeast, holy smokes! <laughs> well, where 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 I live, we're surrounded by three gigantic lakes. Oh man, yeah. humidity is our middle name. Yes, like it's like yeah, it's it's only you know thirty degrees Celsius out today, which is only like ninety Fahrenheit, but it is a hundred percent humidity. <laughs> Oh gosh! Yeah. Instant drips. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. You just get out of the air conditioning and you start sweating. It's like I ain't even moving yet. Yes, yes, yes. Oh man, that's why everybody thought I was insane. I spent the day outside in 109 degree weather in Vegas racing my RC car, and they're like, "Are you nuts?" And I'm like, "I'm like, hey, it was beautiful." Right? Like, I love. But it was 109, and. Yeah. There was no humidity. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Yes. But, yeah. Yes, that's the best. It, well, it wasn't bad in the big area that it was in, but when you got in between, like, buildings and stuff like that, it got, yeah, it got a little uncomfortably hot. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's Vegas, so you're always distracted by something. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> always <laughs> yeah. something to dry <laughs> yeah there's definitely not a lack of uh stuff to see never yeah yes i agree so is very it, fun place. is it just me or do, do you get a little taken aback by how young some of the kids are it, it's always happening it's the cycle you know like uh when some of these kids that are, are world champions now we're coming up you're like uh that's cool you know, have fun with it, and you watch them. They get so involved with it, they keep practicing and practicing and getting in line with right people and getting, you know, good setups on their cars and learning the foundation, and they skyrocket from there, you know. It's it's awesome to see. The progression is awesome to see. The dedication, the parents' dedication. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's a lot of time at the track for parents or, you know, and travel time. Sounds like a good time. Well, I think if you if you have parents at that young of an age that see that you like it and bring you and help you to do it over and over and over again, that that says a lot, right? Yes. To have oh, yeah. to have parents that 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 do that. So that's, well, that's a good thing. Yeah, that's a that's a great thing, you know, and be that involved and and so supportive and and happy for the results that you're getting. You know, so yeah, uh, I'm hopeful that the local club here gets a nice little track set up for the summer. And my my little one loves driving the car around. I got like one of those little 18th scale little uh-huh. uh, trucks, and she just loves driving it around. So I'm hoping to to be able to bring her. Like she wants to race, but I kind of look at her and go, no, not yet. No. Yeah, because you're totally gonna drive my car backwards down the straightaway, and that's just not. Dad can't handle that right now. <laughs> like that's just beyond my coping ability, child. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but how old is she? Ten. Oh, hey, she's, if she's not running real full size cars now, you, you better better get on that program. You know. It's time to uh, yeah, start for... training your world champion. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just makes me it makes me nervous because I know how carefree I was at that age. Man, my dad put me on a dirt bike when I was four. 
Perfect. Yeah, I don't know how good of an idea that was. Well, you know. Especially telling a four-year-old, stay in the yard. I was gone up that street faster than you could say lickety split, buddy. (laughs) As soon as he turned around. Oh, yeah, I remember it, too. And and my mom was yelling at him, isn't the throttle screwing? He's like, it didn't come in yet. So here I am, wide open, down the road. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, frig. <laughs> I'm in trouble, Chris. I tell you, I'm in trouble. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, well. Like, my 10-year-old's the easy one. It's the 13-year-old that's the... Ooh. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> oh, man. They're so knowledgeable. So knowledgeable. <laughs> well, man, never mind. Trust me, some of the stuff, my, my daughter will come up to me and she'll be like, Dad, and she rhymes it off, and I look at her, and I'm like, why do you keep getting older? Stop that. Like that was a semi adult conversation you almost had with me there. Stop. You're making me nervous. Like it's yeah. And it's only gonna get worse. <laughs> I know, I know. Friggin. Cherish this time, my friend. I know. Try and do as much as I possibly can. That that's for sure. Well, it seems like you're doing a great job if she's having these conversations with you. That's awesome. Yeah, that's the good news. She still likes to talk to me so far. Perfect. That may change. That definitely may change. <laughs> so what are your plans for this year? I know you've announced that you're carrying on so far with two of your sponsorships, STRC, and I cannot remember the other one. Oh, Imagine It Graphics. That was it. Our buddy Jim yeah. that likes to try and yeah. cut his fingers off. Oh, yeah. yeah, I tell him to quit doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm, um, I'm, I'm glad to say, I'm lucky to say that all my sponsors are coming back for... 2018 i haven't got to let everybody on facebook know when but uh yeah everybody's back on board and in maybe a couple of announcements as far as uh new stuff coming around so that'll be cool as well but uh you know just i'm very lucky to do what i do and have fun and and uh meet new people show off some products and uh most importantly have fun yeah, for sure, for sure. So so that means everybody needs to start paying attention and watching because there's going to be some cool stuff coming out. Is that what you're trying to say? I think, um, well, with the incline stuff, I have some stuff I'm working on with some of my own shock oils and stuff like that. And uh, I might work on some other stuff as well. Like I have a, a tire treatment that I've worked on and tried out with some of my guys. And it's been working very well, I'm not going to lie. So. You know, it's just getting to the stage where do I want to release it or do I just want to keep it as like a an advantage for my guy? So <laughs> <laughs> me being the little guy, you know, I kind of want all my guys to do as well as, as they can. So to have them have that advantage, it, it pays off in the long yeah, run. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but uh, with with DE, we have some stuff we're working on that's pretty exciting. Um, we're working on some new four wheel wheels, and mm. uh, we just uh, some speedway wheels that are kind of kind of super awesome. I guess you would say they're taking over. Our speedway wheels are uh, dedicated to the dirt oval guys, and uh, they've been selling like hotcakes, and that's awesome because that was uh, kind of like my baby. I was like, I would I would just want to see a, a dedicated speedway wheel, so that's kind of come to fruition now. So. Um, different colors as well you know us we have every color under the rainbow so that's why um, you guys are so popular <laughs> you know and then uh you know just try to i'm gonna try to go to axial fest this next year and 
meet everybody, all 3,000 people, and just take it all in. Just, you know, live day by day with my RC stuff because, you know, you never know how long you got. But to, to try different stuff as well, you know, not just limit myself to one element of the RC hobby. Yeah, you know, yeah. And try. Maybe I want to I want to try doing some boat stuff or uh, even maybe get a drone or whatever. But, you know, as far as, like, with the crawling, drifting, you know, all that stuff, just, you know, we have, like, it's – Around in my neighborhood, we have a lot. Oh, my neighbor, my area, we have guys that are starting to do more stuff in their backyard with you know drifting and short course racing. That's all stuff that it's fun. You know, it's just getting back, having a barbecue, and just racing with your buddies. And and I'm gonna try to do some more of that this next year. So yeah, well, that's <laughs> that sounds like yeah, that's gonna be great. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. You know what you just should have- you should guys should look into making. What's this? Drag rims. <laughs> so, I've looked at these cars. You guys run a 2.2 rear wheel? I, it depends because, see, there's 10 scale hubs and 12 scale hubs. Uh-huh. And then there's a few of us that, uh, well, that are running a Tim Smith built uh, 12 millimeter hex conversion. That's why I suggested the 2.2 with a 12 millimeter hex. I would probably send you some to try. And, uh, you let me know what you think, and we can improve from there or, or try different stuff from there as well. That's a that's an interesting that's an interesting uh, segment is the drag racing wheel because of the the foams. So yeah, I know the yeah. Gone Bananas, Bananas guy's been making a, a whole lot of those. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. I've got I've, well, and the beauty part is, is I can't remember. I want to say the car comes with twelve scale hubs on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was very fortunate enough for Tony to include a set of rear tires for my car, um, with a different foam on it. And I had, uh, I ran them. I wasn't too crazy on them. And of course, then I did, I had the 12 millimeter conversion done as well. And, and Rick had already sent me like the drag foam on those. Uh, I got them. They're on X01. We are not X01. Um, the Traxxas Fortec. Yep. Uh, rim. Um, and it was, it was super nice so i sent them when i sent them those back to true them up for me again after a bunch of runs i sent them the the wheels that came with the car and had him wrap those because they're a little fatter um uh-huh. and, and a little bigger too right so and i used those when i went out and did some no prep testing and holy so you need to run like a 1.9 rear buggy wheel because i know rick is probably shaving the ears off the sides of the wheels to put the foams on them and, and with those Portec wheels, and that's just a standard like touring car size wheel. But if you, 1.9 buggy wheels are the same diameter, and you can run them, and they're wider, and you can put a little more meat on the back of them. Huh. I'm going to have to bounce this. See, Tim is the guy that knows this stuff better than I, because I'm still <laughs> learning, but he would know how well that would work or wouldn't work. I can help him out, too. <laughs> uh, I like, yeah, Tim's my buddy. Yeah, he seems to be a pretty good guy, even though he keeps ignoring me when I tell him to go crawling with me. But uh, <laughs> I know, I know he's busy. I get it. I'm gonna so. get him so pumped up over that now. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. And uh, actually, one thing, I, since we're talking about DE stuff, what I do want to tell everybody is a buddy of mine, um, Joel, uh, at one of the last races I went to, has your the the setup system, uh huh, for the ten scale <laughs> buggies stuff. Yes. Yes. Oh, Oh my, I'm, I am totally like needing to get a set of those because it made life so easy. I put those on, I was able to put the car down, do the thing, make my adjustments. I was done adjusting the car in, in minutes. 
Yeah, with and them. it works great. Like, you can use a camera gauge or a Coca-Cola can, you know, depending on how you set up your car. Yeah. It's just that flat surface. It makes a world of difference. It totally, totally does. So just for anybody wondering, if you're wondering about, get them. <laughs> there it is. Get them. They, they are on my list of, of things to get very soon because I have to make lists. <laughs> yeah. Because, <Perfect>. yeah. <laughs> If I don't make lists, I just buy all kinds of things that are, yeah. No, right. Trying to get detoured. Yeah, yeah. A lot. <laughs> like a lot, a lot. It happens. Yeah. It happens. All the time. That's a, yeah, like so much cool stuff that I want to buy. And I'm like, but I have a garage full of stuff, but there's so much more I want. <laughs> <laughs> I got a garage full of stuff that I still don't use. Let me think about this again. Yeah. Right? Where does that part make sense? <laughs> right? Yeah. It's okay. One more item. It's not a big deal. Yeah, One more thing. A it's not a... <laughs> well, like the, the new Traxxas crawler thing, that, that that Ford Bronco with, oh man, I want that thing so bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I need it? No. But just the visual appeal of that thing is insane. They did a wonderful job on that. Yeah, thing. yeah, I totally and agree. I, I saw it, I'm like, mind. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, my other four crawlers on the, the, the shelf are like, what about what about us? <laughs> you know? So it's crazy. It's just a body and wheels, but it's executed perfectly. Yeah, yeah, it is. They're, they are. Yeah, I've. There's one down at, at Casey Hobbies, and uh, yeah, it's it's nice. They get it for for They're doing what they have to do. Yeah, yeah, man. For for Traxxas, for the first time out of the gate situation, definitely. Yeah, they killed it. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did a damn good job. And I know there's 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 a couple of new ones. I'll have to ask Casey there when I see him this weekend about a couple of the new uh, the new cars out because he carries obviously he's a full line uh, hobby shop, so he carries everything. So, yes, they have a lot of crawling going on up there. Uh, yeah, they've been doing a lot more of it. the The guys from the uh, Michigan RC Club uh, have been doing a whole lot of craw- crawling. I know Chad; he does a ton of it. Uh, they did a youth um, a G six event. I'm pretty sure. Uh huh. This past uh, fall, like a couple a couple weeks back, maybe about a month ago, um, I wish uh-huh. I could have went, but it just it kind of fell right when I was going to go hunting. So I was like, mm, sorry guys, yeah, maybe next time. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going hunting. <laughs> so, this is hunting season. <laughs> so you don't have a crawler at all? No. Well, I had one, but I built it and gave it away. Gave it away. Yeah. That's nice of you. Well, I know. Nice. Well, I figured if I want an SCX Ten Two kit. How cool would it be to like you know put great gear in it and then just give it away to somebody? <laughs> Super awesome. So that so that's what we did. We you know Tekin sent a brush setup that we put in it. Axial sent us a radio. Max Amps provides lipo. CowRC's providing some maintenance stuff for it. MKS gave, gave us a servo. Like the next thing I know, I've got the whole thing built. A listener sent a, a Warren winch and wireless controller for it. Like. The, the truck turned out awesome. When was this giveaway and how come I missed it? <laughs> we did it. We, we did our thousand like giveaway. Um, ah, and, and all that was required was a simple like of the post, share of the post and a comment. And that was it. I think I did that one. Yeah. I passed over. It's okay. Hey man. I don't need another one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't pick the, trust me with the, the person who won it, which congratulations to him. Cause he has been a listener of the show for a long time. But for the person who won, I was so happy it was huh? nobody that I really know know. 
Because <laughs> that 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 yes. nightmare kept going through my head every time when I'm sitting down here compiling the list, getting ready to hit the the random number. I'm just going, please don't be a friend. Please don't be a friend. Please don't be a friend. Because could you just imagine, right? Like, oh, it's yeah. a setup that that's rigged. Da, da, da. So I'm so super glad. Mike won it in in Wisconsin. Congratulations! Uh, the body, from my understanding, is being painted, um, worked on. Can't complain. It's uh-huh. a free paint job. So as soon as it comes back and we can get a couple photos of the truck, it'll be sent to him. That's awesome. Well, congratulations, Mike. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, like I said, it was it was a fun one to 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 do. Maybe yeah, maybe do something like that for two thousand likes. We'll do who knows what at the time. Oh man. Maybe a purpose built want- drag car. All right. There you go. All right, yeah. Be part of that one. There you go. Right on, right on. So what what events do you got coming up? Anything? <sighs> we have a they're doing a Sorka crawling series here in Southern California right now. Right. Which is the, like the first of its kind. So I'm gonna try to make some of those events. <laughs> I say now I can because my karting season is kind of dying down and uh, I I would love to get out there and and see just, you know, what these guys are doing and have some fun myself. So I'm going to be doing that. And then uh, we have some events going on around here, some crawling stuff. And of course, you know, hopefully get back to the drift track and see all my buddies at the drift track. And uh, I have to get back to SDRC and my buddy Travis Brock and, and run some, some laps there as well, you know? So that's uh, that's kind of where I'm at for the off season, as far as I know right now. Um, yeah, I'm looking at what I have on my shelf, and I think that's about it. So um, maybe uh, yeah, they have a lot of uh, off road shows and stuff around here. Yeah. Like, uh, so I want to try to maybe get some of my crawlers out there and show off the cars for my sponsors, and maybe put on some displays or something. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. For uh, sure. Yeah. Just kind of keep RC in the, in the public eye, you know, whether it's, you know, with my own stuff or having people try stuff, you know, that, that always helps. So, um, yeah, other than that, I don't think too much that I know of as of yet. So. Well, all right. Well, of course, if you do have anything, um, let me know if I don't notice yeah. it because you know, you're constantly in my Facebook feed anyway, I'll, I'll share it for you anyway. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be super awesome. For sure. Oh, always. There, there is definitely, there's definitely, no doubt that I'll uh, definitely get behind anything you're doing. You, you've always, you've been great to the podcast. You've been great to me anytime I've talked to you and asked you questions and stuff like that. And, and yeah, you, you dig RC just as much as as the next guy. So I, I, I like that a lot. <laughs> well, thank you. And uh, you guys do a great job. You're my favorite podcast. I, I love it. Gee so. shucks, don't say that. Okay, <laughs> edit it out. Oh, just kidding. No, you guys, you guys do an awesome. You do an awesome job. Now that it's you by yourself, you know it. It takes a lot of work. I looked into doing my own podcast for a the carding thing, and I'm like, no. But it, you're, you're it's doing fun it. at first, and then you realize that oh man, people like this. Now I gotta <laughs> do it. Yes, and uh, yeah, you, you do a great job, and uh, I'm, I'm glad I can I can. I can be able to talk to you guys. That's, that's important. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. So before we wrap up the show, I do want to tell everybody this. If you are looking to get yourself 
a tuned motor. Head on over to Rotoron's uh, website. I believe it's rotoron.com and do your order as long as you spend more than $100. I got a code for you. It's MBM10. Just literally MBM10. Put it in there. It's a promo code. It'll get you $10 off an order of $100 or more. And uh, it's just the podcast little way of, of trying to give you guys a little bit of savings because I know for everybody, just like myself, if you can save 10 bucks, that's somewhere you can put that $10 somewhere else. Yep. And that's always, that's always a benefit, especially when you, you know, your wife does check the credit card statement once in a blue moon and goes, really, again? But I, <laughs> but I saved $10 on that one, so I spent $15 over here, but really it was only $5 because, you know, I saved 10 Yes. Right? It all balances out. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you guys, of course, go check that out. And then uh, I think that's about all I got. If you want to go ahead. Check uh, out Incline. Yes. W- what is it again? Incline. Incline. Incline RC on Facebook. Okay. Incline RC. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to literally go and like that before the end of the show. Awesome. That's what I'm definitely going to do. But, uh, of course, I want to take a moment to make sure we thank everybody that supports the podcast, the sponsors of the podcast as inflamed as that word has been in this show. Tekin, MKS, Gone Bananas, Racing Skins, Cow RC, Max Amps. You know, uh, shout out to Factory RC. Uh, I actually had put up a post up about my YZ2 a couple weeks back. Um, and, of course, I tagged Yokomo US in the post because that's, to me, how you do social media. You tag all the places. That way they can, you know, see that people are, you know, repping their products, good, bad, or indifferent, or whatever, so they have a feel on, on the the situation but i got a message from factory rc and asked if i wanted to try out some of their products for the yz2 i said sure why not you know you can't go wrong and uh little did i know they sent me the entire pretty much carbon catalog for the yz2 so nice. shout out to factory rc thank you for for sending the stuff i've actually put the battery hold down on my car and I'm going to put the, uh, I can't even think what the name is there, at the end of the steering knuckles, the carbon fiber pieces, those. Uh-huh. Steering links, that's it. Yeah, the, the carbon fiber steering links from them, I've uh, you know cleaned up, glued the edges to avoid delamination. So I'm going to put those on the car. I'm going to try those out at this next race, and uh, yeah. That's awesome. That's what I got. So thanks, yeah, thanks to them for sending out the stuff for, for, the, for me to try and, and talk about. It's just... That was a crazy message to get. I'm kind of going like, I looked at my wife. I'm like, can you read this to make sure like I'm just not imagining it? Or like maybe it's just somebody messing with me. Like, <laughs> but, yeah, it's cool. Yes, no, that's awesome when people want to help you out and uh, display their, promote their products. That's yeah. that's a good feeling when, when that happens, you know? Totally, so. totally. Yeah, it, it's the, the little things like that have been happening lately for me and just conversations I have with people in RC and it's just, yeah makes it worth doing the show so i hope you guys enjoyed the show um i'm not sure when the next one's coming but i'm going to try and book a guest for it so that way we can just keep this ball rolling of course i want to thank you very much chris for coming on and, and volunteering to come on even even that much more so anytime you have anything you want to talk about feel free to reach out and we'll figure it out sounds good to me my friend all right well that's it folks uh enjoy the rest of your night enjoy the song gonna be picked by this guy by chris this this episode. oh yeah i know what it is yes yeah, don't tell anybody they gotta hear it so from uh from me thank you for listening thank, thank you for checking it out and uh have yourself a great night see you later chris you gotta say bye bye everybody <laughs> perfect uh, right on